On today's episode, it's Spider-Man versus the Batman Villain War. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first official episode. So tonight is the first of Finchel episode, and boy, it's a good one. Finch proposed to me a question the other day, probably the greatest question he ever asked me, other than will you marry me, and I had to say no. <laughs> Who has the better villains? Uh, <laughs> hey, man, I couldn't do it. <laughs> I couldn't, I, know, I, couldn't, I was. I I it's, all right. it. it's all right. It's it wasn't right. legal then. It wasn't legal. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say yes now. All right. <laughs> he proposed a question. Who has the better villains? The Batman or Spider-Man? Arguably the greatest rogues gallery ever in Batman and DC versus the greatest rogues gallery in Marvel, arguably. And Spider-Man, two of the greatest heroes from each universe. Who has the better villains? It's a question everybody's always wondered since, like the dawn of their conception. The dawn, yeah, right. So, bat. So, so Finch and I have so much Batman knowledge um, because we're old, <laughs> and, and we love Batman. We love Batman. And, and we love Batman so much. He's the best. And we also have all that Spider-Man knowledge. So, you know, our challengers, I don't know if they're going to be able to beat us. You know, who knows? But we had to find two challengers with so much Spider-Man love and fandom that we knew that they could put up a fight against us. So coming against Dre and I on the Batman side, we have Brandon the Mighty Duxbury. Yes, sir. Happy and to be here. The Mighty Duck Man. The Mighty Duxbury. And Trey, Doc Brown. Quick, Scott, mind your kids. You villains, Trey. Are you serious, Doc? <laughs> Why is everything heavy? <laughs> There's that board again. All right. now, how this is going to work, how this crazy thing is going to work, is Dre and I have 12 Batman villains ready to go. Who we think? I think we made this list in a day because we're we're you know we're the man, we're the best. Um, maybe two days, yeah, two days, two days. But we feel this is the best of the best, the best of the best. Period. And uh, Brandon and and Trey made a list of twelve as well that they believe is the best of the best. So here's the criteria, the villain grading, if you will. With this villain, is it personal? Does it have a personal attachment to the hero? Are their motives interesting? Are they cool looking? Are their powers dope? Do they have a good origin? Are they easy to defeat? Because if they're easy to defeat, they're, they're not a very good villain. Get the hell out of here. Have they made an actual impact on the character's life? So do they have memorable stories? Or did they just show up, cause chaos, and then got the heck out of there? Um, are they fun to read or watch? Like, do you have fun when you like when they're on the show or a movie? You're like, yeah. Um, have they ever led a team? 
I think you get extra points if you've led a villain team. Do they scare the hero? Like, if they're on the loose, is that hero scared? These these are questions I asked. Now, I believe at one point you mentioned that they have to be specific to yeah, that's the, very main, the main uh, superhero, a.k.a. Yes. Batman Bruce Wayne, a.k.a. Spider-Man Peter Parker. But what about, like, Miles Villains or... Doesn't um, count. Nope. We're talking we're talking Peter and we're talking Bruce. Well it's a good thing one of our villains goes after both Spider-Man. That's that's fair because some of our villains have gone after multiple different Batman, like Dick Grayson. Yes, sir, yes, sir. But but there's a difference between Dick Grayson Batman and Nightwing. He sucks. How dare you? He's no, 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 Nightwing. Nightwing. Hold on, hold on, hold on. 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 Probably. Did you read? Ooh. Did you read Scott Snyder's Black Glove? I have not. Or, or Black Mirror. Black I have Mirror. not. I I actually cool. heard he was a good replacement for uh, Batman. Yeah, he was. He should have been uh, Bruce's first choice. Sure would have. That's a whole other story. <laughs> okay, so uh, we did a coin toss, and Finch and I won that coin toss. So what's going to happen? We're going to do this kind of Pokemon style. So. <laughs> so Trey and Brandon are going to throw out a villain and then Dre and I are going to throw out a villain and then let the argument begin. Okay. They're going to battle rap. So let's battle rap. So hey, yo, pretty yo, boys. Yo, yo. <laughs> All right. One, two. Let's do it. <laughs> Give me your villain. Brandon, right. who, who would you like to go with? I was thinking number three. I figured we start off small. Fair enough. Fair enough. I will let you introduce our number three villain. All right. So our number three villain was Jackal. Oh, oh my gosh. That's a big gun right away. You think so? Because we, Brian, Brian we were telling him that he's like, I don't think they're going to use Jackal. Okay, so Bri- I'll yeah. give Brian this yeah. thing because he seems to have more knowledge than what we have. Because hey. th- there are there are certain aspects that I thought Jackal was very interesting, but at the same time, it didn't. Brian and I looked, you know, thought about it. And it's like, uh, does he really do much, you know? But Brian, well, I will, yeah, we're going to win, we're gonna win this. this. We're going to win this. Like, period. so no, no, no. Hold on, you have to know. So, you, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. Wait, I don't know anything about Jackal, so. I mean, do maybe... your move first. Okay. Do your yeah, move first. Right. You just... And then Fitch and I will decide <laughs> okay, so who we're going to bring I, out. So what? I'm basically describing the character to you, like telling him what he does. and Yeah, I mean, you can just I mean, you can just go through. You can describe him. You can go through that list. All right. Like how so, you do it however you, however you want to attack. Go. So Jackal, we, we found out that he was a biologist. Um his hatred for Spider-Man grew when he found out that Spider-Man was held responsible for Gwen Stacy's death. This is the reason Jackal decided that 
it was time for him to take his turn in villainy. Um, one of the first things he decided to do was hire the Punisher. He hired the Punisher to go and kill Spider-Man. That was his first big evil thing. Um, introduction of the Punisher. Yep, introduction of the Punisher. He was responsible for that. I'll give you bonus points for that one. I'll say this real uh, quick before Brandon con- uh, continues. Jackal was known as a master manipulator. Yes, he um, was to Spider-Man. I mean, he not only manipulated Punisher, but I'm sure Brandon will bring it up here in a little bit. But what really sparked us for Jackal was just his manipulation and a little bit of the cloning process he had. So, Brandon, I'll let you continue. Yes, we do. So, Jackal, Jackal was a scientist. He was a biologist. Jackal was responsible for two big events. He created two of the most deadliest viruses to to strike New York. Um, He basically created his own version of the coronavirus that basically turned people into zombies. And he also also was responsible for the Spider Island event where people of New York got spider powers and were basically mutated into spider people. Um, let's see what else we got about Jackal. Jackal was responsible for the clone saga. He basically created all the spider clones. Uh, he had a tie in to what caused Peter Parker to not believe that he was the Peter Parker. Damn, you had to say that. Uh, ben Riley, Kane. Uh, I'm talking about it with another one of my so, so two of those clones we know right off the top of our head is Ben Riley and Kane. Um, and then here's another clone that he created. Oh, no, created Doppelganger. Yep. We later talk about and uh, one of our other characters. But yeah, he was he was the he was the main cog behind the clone saga, and that really messed with Spider-Man's head. Don't don't forget okay. this one, Brandon. I believed that. Hey, hey, only he's he's I mean, he's hitting so many different. I was just going to say, don't forget the Gwen I mean, Stacy he pulled, clone. He pulled out growl. He pulled out tail whip. He pulled out. <laughs> he pulled out thundershock. But we can't forget Gwen Stacy's uh, clone either. Yeah, he just get it all you know, out. Just get it all out. So, get yeah, your so Jackal, Jackal was also responsible for creating a clone of Gwen Stacy. And that really messed with Peter's head. Also, he he is a manipulator. He he's he's given trauma to Spider Man, and he is our first pick. Applause, man! That, that's, that's a very good pick. That's a heavy hitter. That's a heavy hitter. Now I have a question for you uh, because I'm not uh, super familiar with. I mean, I know about the Clone Saga. Mm-hmm. I don't know about Jackal. Um, mm-hmm. Who is he? Like. So, Does he have so, an alternate identity? Is he Captain Stacy? Yeah. Is his is, you know, name was? Shoot, hold on, there's I, more than one Jackal. I was gonna say the main one we're talking Jackal, about is Miles Warren. Miles Warren. That would be the one to talk about. Yep. Miles yeah. Warren was a professor of biology at Empire State University, where he first met yeah. Peter and Gwen Stacy. But to answer the rating and stuff like that, is he a personal attachment to the hero? Personally, I don't think so. However, he has a per I mean, Spider-Man doesn't have a personal attachment to him, but Jackal has a personal attachment to him because, you know, he blames P- uh, Spider-Man for the death of Gwen Stacy. Are his motives interesting? I mean, the man is after Spider-Man. He wants to kill him. 
Um, so he's just wanting to kill him, get revenge. But at some point, his motives change to just wreak havoc and cause chaos. He, he is he's very psychotic. Yes. So I did I did read that um, he did get the ability later to move between universes, and he has a run in with Spider Gwen, mm-hmm. and he's in love with Sp- he's he's in love with Gwen Stacy, and he finds out that Spider Gwen is there. And he kills he kills his himself like his version of that universe. He kills him just so he can get close to Gwen Stacy. He is very psychotic. He, he does not care. <laughs> and then his are his powers dope? Well, his powers, um, you know, he's a genius in fields of biochemistry, genetics, and cloning. Um, he was a talented martial artist and gymnast. He later mm-hmm. spliced his genes with the DNA of a jackal. Having the strength, durability, speed, and agility to. amplified yeah. to inhuman levels. And also, Warren has access to state-of-the-art laboratories as, as well as advanced gadgets and devices if needed. Good origin. Eh, subpar in my opinion. You know, it's just, he's more of a love interest of Gwen Stacy, but, you know, eh, origin's Origin could use a little bit. I don't of know if she was interested in. Well, no, he was interested, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> um, easy to defeat. <sighs> There's been numerous times where it says, you know, Spider-Man has easily defeated Jackal. But you can also argue that it takes Spider-Man some time to defeat the Jackal because he is always on the he's always on the move. He's never, you know, he's never he's always like I said, he's always in the move. He's never vulnerable. He's always got a plan. You know, he's he's one step ahead almost. So it takes he has beaten Spider-Man mentally, not physically. Yes, he is. Um, He is down to a mental level so and then that goes on to the seventh question you know how they made an actual impact on the character's life yes because um i mean he is mentally exhausted spider-man to certain extents and like it's just you know it's made it's, him believe that the love of his life yep yeah i mean tortured him yeah just to kill her again um are they fun to read or watch uh we haven't had an opportunity to see him on the screen to my knowledge um you have, the you only have. thing that he was really in was, yeah he was he was a big part of that 2018 spider-man cartoon that was on uh disney xd okay okay because they, they actually they actually do go over the spider island and he's actually responsible for um, oh, an ultimate Gwen spider-man or, or spider powers oh. yeah he's, he's responsible for Gwen getting her spider powers he's responsible for miles getting his spider powers and he's responsible for the seven characters she goes by uh spider girl uh, he's responsible for all of them getting their spider powers. Um, and that show, he's actually like her, um, he's related to Gwen Stacy in that versus him having a love interest. But yeah, we, we, we have seen Jackal on the TV screen. Before. Okay. Okay. But, um, and do they scare the hero? Eh, it's, it's, I will say this. It's hard for most villains that Spider-Man has that Spider-Man easily fears a villain. So to an extent, I don't necessarily think Spider-Man's fearful of him, but I think he's worrisome of him. Um, but I wouldn't say fearful. So, um, but yeah, that's that's who we went with on our opening, Jackal. That's a that's a pretty dang strong opening. I I, I don't I I we do have a counter attack though. <laughs> I hope so. All right, so. <laughs> hey, I'm not gonna lie, uh, Brian. Brian's gonna pretty much take charge. I'm gonna throw in a couple things here and there, but <laughs> this man. He All right. I I think I think based on some key things that they said, Finch. 
I think we got to go with five because he talked about manipulation. Oh boy. So I think, I think we got to go with five. All right. Uh, take the lead. Handle it. All right. I bet it. I bet our I know who fir- it is. Our first pick in the 2023 Batman. Can we hear Trey's guess? <laughs> guess? Trey, go ahead. Mad Hatter. Incorrect. Oh, <laughs> Uh, Dang. <laughs> our first, our first Pokemon bat, bat, batamon out, out of the gate is Doctor Thomas Elliot. I'm not familiar with him. AKA Hush, Hush. I'll choose you. I choose you, Hush. Okay, okay. So I, I, I have seen a little bit about Hush. Okay, I'm, I'm interested in this. Let's go. All right, this, <laughs> this is a good one. You're, you're going to lose. Okay. <laughs> All right. So just going through going through the list here. Is it personal? Oh, oh you bet your ass. <laughs> so Thomas Elliott was a childhood best friend of Bruce Wayne. Okay. Yep. Thomas Elliott was rich, just like Bruce. But Thomas Elliott hated his parents. His, his dad was just a piece of garbage, but his mom was even worse. Thomas manipulated events to try to kill his parents in a car accident. He succeeded in killing his dad, and but he didn't succeed in killing his mom because he was jealous of Bruce, his parents dying, and Bruce inheriting all the money. So, so he wanted the same thing for himself. So he had to be raised by his horrible mother. Uh, as he got older and Bruce kind of went and did his whole thing, these guys separated friendships and Tommy's jealousy of Bruce grew even larger because Bruce had all that money and power. So Tommy went and a very, he went to, he went to school. Eventually he was able to kill his mother. He smothered her in her sleep and he went to school to become a master surgeon, like the greatest surgeon in the world. So good that he could be able to do plastic surgery and change your appearance to anybody. So that's, so starting there, Tommy met a professor named Jonathan Crane. And the time of meeting Jonathan Crane, Crane manipulated Tommy a little bit uh, to find out about Batman and stuff. So in Hush, In the first story of Hush, written by Jeff Loeb and and drawn by Jim Lee, a mysterious figure cuts the bat rope while Batman is swinging. No one's ever done that or been able to do it. And Tommy Elliott is Hush, by the way. This guy, Hush. He wraps in bandages. Uh, In the story of Hush, he he manipulates basically all villains to kind of like a big war against Batman. He manipulates Batman's feelings against with Catwoman. He uses Catwoman as a tool. He also... I'm seeing the Jekyll vibes here, manipulation. Um, he also comes back into Bruce's life and makes him think he has his friend back. Um, but basically, he breaks Batman's mind, makes him lose trust in his, in his friends, brings all the villains to attack him, and... Um, makes him doubt like his quest is Batman. Um, and the biggest ace in the hole is he, he, 
He brings back Jason Todd. So he's a plausible revival. He, he, he works. He now we think it's Clayface. It's later revealed to actually be Jason Todd to manipulate what Batman's feelings. The whole story is just Batman being manipulated. Uh, Hush, Hush is able to use poison ivy to manipulate Superman into a one-on-one battle with Batman. Um, it's a huge master manipulation. And it, he just wants to absolutely defeat Bruce Wayne in every aspect of his life. So his motives are to destroy Batman, destroy Bruce Wayne, destroy everything he is. And it is actually in this hush story that Bruce reveals to Catwoman that he that he is Batman. And and that he wants to be with her. All part of manipulation by 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 Hush. Uh, is he cool looking? He's a big bandaged guy. And under those bandages, he stole Bruce Wayne's face. He gave him plastic cell surgery to in person to become Bruce. Uh, he doesn't really have any powers, but he's a master surgeon, master tactician. His origin is basically if basically if Bruce didn't have any love as a child and his parents were basically evil. Uh, he is not easy to defeat because in the first story, uh, Bruce or in first story, Hush gets shot by Two-Face and falls to his supposed death. And he comes back and he cuts out Catwoman's heart and puts her on life support. So Batman has to basically try to get Catwoman's heart back and bring her back to life. Um, his first story is amazing. Every story after that, not so strong. Um, he is fun to read the first Hush story. He's never led a team. He does scare Bruce because he's a he's one of the first to ever manipulate Bruce to do so yeah. much. Um, so uh, eventually, when Bruce when Batman dies, Hush appears again and poses as Bruce Wayne and squanders all his money on outlandish things and takes control of all Bruce's money as well and tries to make Damien believe that Bruce, that he is Bruce. So there's more to it. Finch, add to it. Whatever you can. Basically, he wanted to become Bruce. I will say, I wish I was going to have to pick first. <laughs> What's that? I will say I wish we didn't have to pick first because uh, we got a better. We, we would have had a better option for this one. I know, but you lost the coin toss. Uh, I don't <laughs> know about that because if you think about it, Jack will create an army of clones. That is true. But were they Jack defeated? Create an army of clones. Eventually, eventually, yes. Parker. But at the same time, clones. He created so he created some very powerful clones too. That I mean, how did how did they get defeated? By multiple Spider-Men? Pretty much, yeah. So it took multiple Spider-Men to defeat one dude? No. Army. Army. Come, his, on, Come on. His army of clones. He so, created that army. Can't, you can't Hush just... You, you, gotta, you gotta... You gotta see both sides. I'll here, say this right? much. I'll, see this, I'll say this much. Jackal came in 1965 while Hush came in 2003. But... Yeah, 
We have many characters yeah. that are very similar to that Jack. Wolf, Copy, so. I know. I, I was know, just telling Brian he should go with a different one, but um, no, Hush is a very good one. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. I mean, Brian said everything. I don't know what else to say. I mean, <laughs> he knew he knew Bruce. He knew Bruce's identity. He manipulated his childhood thoughts. Jackal, I, but, I'm almost I'm almost positive that Jackal does find out that Peter Parker is Spider Man at one point. I, I do believe that happens. I'll I'll say uh, this much: both of these funny. characters, yeah, both of these characters that we both have picked, they are very similar. And this is the argument I had with Brandon. You know, there's going to be certain aspects to one where one villain is better than the other. But like in this in this point, I think Hush is more of a better definitive villain for Batman personally. To whereas Jackal isn't really a personal villain to Spider-Man. He is just a villain that is there. So, but I mean, is that your final, is that your final attack? No, that's not my final attack. If you stop talking, I'll, I'll make a point. Dre hasn't said anything. I'm waiting for Dre to do a quick attack. Dre's dropping the bomb on us. So, like you said, he, his whole point was to get back at Bruce Wayne. Yep. Jackal. To become Bruce Wayne. Well, Jackal. See, honestly, Jackal, Jackal tried to create a whole new spider so that he can make a whole nother Spider-Man. That was the whole reason for the clone saga. He didn't want to become Peter Parker, but he wanted to make a copy of Peter Parker that he can manipulate to do his bidding. But go ahead, Finch. My bad. No, no, Finch, go. I mean, this is just a like speculation from what I've heard, but I heard like wasn't the Clone Saga not one of the best Spider-Man sagas? And he just said <laughs> what I was going to say. Thank you. I was going to. I was going to say there are two characters. Voted, Clone Saga is voted, especially Clone Saga Two, mm-hmm. is voted one of the worst yeah. Spider-Man stories ever. While Hush is voted in the top three, always. Yeah, but if it wasn't for the Clone Saga. We wouldn't have some of the coolest Spider-Man. Isn't Ben Riley one of your favorite Spider-Man? Oh, Scarlet Spider is one of my favorites. I was going to say, say, there's only two memorable quotes that Ben Riley was one of your favorites because you were excited when he showed up and across the Spider-Man. Because because there's a lot of potential with Scarlet Spider. But that suit is pretty dope. Okay, if I have to choose, if I have to choose between Ben and Miles, I choose Miles. But but same. It's a given. It's an amazingly but, written character. I love Miles. But but I am intrigued by a story where where of, of a Spider Man that doesn't know if he's a real Spider Man. Yeah, that's intriguing to me. Are like, we like you voting don't know, or something, or we're just trying to change the other team's mind? Well, we we already we already beat we already beat. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not, I this, just hearing about the jackal makes me want to look up the jackal as a mm-hmm. uh, it sparks interest character and as a comic. However, I know somewhat stuff about Hush, and I am, I mean, but I love Batman, so I'm I'm biased in that pick. Yeah, you're very. I, I'm not familiar with Hush himself, <laughs> Thomas Elliot. I've seen the animated Hush movie, which they featured. <laughs> From they did. The it, was, it was yeah. They they ruined right. the whole story. Thanks. Have you guys seen the Hush movie? <laughs> I, I have not. not. 
It was on my list, but I, I guess now. No, I'm just, still watch it. Still watch it. No, it, no, I, no, no, no. Read, <laughs> read, 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 read the comic. Yes. Read the comic. Oh my god, Jeff Loeb is one of my my second favorite Batman writer. Uh, it's so good because Jeff writes it as a detective story. Like the whole time, Bruce has no idea who this is, and he thinks it's Harvey Dent. Mm-hmm. But then, it, then, he, then when he finds out that it's his best friend from childhood, and when he finds, well, he he, he actually never knows. Like that's how good the story is. Like he's he's led to believe that it's Tommy Elliot, but like it's implied that it's Tommy Elliot. Yeah, right. there's 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 doubt there. Yeah, I, I think for but me, the biggest, go ahead, Brian. The, the biggest, the biggest attack is that Hush digs up Jason Todd's grave, Ugh. and this is the start of the Red Hood story. This is Hold the start on. of the Red Hood story. So we, we're just gonna we're just gonna gloss over the fact that he created an entire clone of Peter's most loved interest, best love interest. We're just gonna gloss over the fact that he created a clone of her and then killed her again. Considering considering you're leaving out really key story parts that I'm not gonna say because then you'll win. Um, <laughs> it doesn't matter to me. So <laughs> I'll I'll say this much: even if you were to give us that information about that plot, about that story and stuff like that, at the end of the day, I'm just gonna go ahead and end it. I gotta give it to Hush because he is more personal to Batman than what Jackal is to Spider Man. And I kind of like heroes, or not heroes, I like villains that are, you know, more uh, caught up in destroying that hero rather than going for, you know, each each villain's different, each hero is different to attack them. But, I, you know, I think I'm going to have to side with the Hush one on this one. I mean, not, Jack, Jack on, is an interesting to, character, but. And not to mention, it wasn't just one Gwen Stacy clone. It was multiple Gwen Stacy clones. And he set them up to all die right in front of Peter Parker. That is that is trauma on a on a multiple level. Imagine standing in a room full of a woman that you loved. You would give your, give everything for. He loved this woman to the point where he stopped being Spider Man for a while because he could not grasp the fact that he couldn't save her life. And he's he's now standing in a room with multiple women that look just like her, and he's now watching them all die because Jackal decided that these clones weren't any good, and he just pushes a button, and they all start to disintegrate and melt in front of Peter's eyes. That, that's a that's a messed up villain. I mean... Alright, so betray, I think it's three against Hush. one. It's three against one, so Batman's gonna hold have on, to take this. Hold on, though. You said, yeah, Matt, so you said it was up for the the listeners. Yeah, the listeners. Yeah, but the, it's not so live here, right now. So. But, but, but as of right now, as of right now, to decide who wins. We're putting polls up at the end of this on X, and you yeah, guys will get to vote who won. That's true. Thank yeah. you. And they're gonna say hush. So let's move on. <laughs> no, let's <Okay>. say Jackal. <laughs> All right. So now, uh. So we went first this time. You guys yeah, have to go that's first. That's right. This time. That's right. Uh, Finch, Finch, you choose. Ah, oh, man. Um, I guess kind of riding on the tail coats of uh, manipulation and stuff. Should I? Should four, I stay? Should I stay weaker? Should I stay weaker? Maybe number four, or number three. 
Um, I think th- I think three is stronger than four in some cases, but but four but four is so strong because of one damn thing, and you know what it yeah. is. Yeah, but but three but three has more longevity and more. Like there's more that he that he wants. Talia just wants one thing. Oh, you already you already said it. We gotta go. Now we gotta All right. All right. Four. <laughs> go ahead. Talia Al Ghul. Obviously, everybody knows Talia Al Ghul. I don't have any specific comics. Brian might be able to throw in a couple. But obviously, she's the mother of Damian Wayne. Um, so she manipulated Batman into having, um, you know, uh, love time. Spawn. Making. Yes. Uh, so she produced an offspring for Bruce Wayne, Batman. Um, raised his offspring in the League of Shadows, or um, what are we calling them? The Assassin? Uh, the League of the League Shadows? Of Assassin. The League of Assassins? League of- um, I like League of Shadows better, but that's just, yeah. So the, the um, comic name, the comic book official name is League of Assassins. Okay, um, so she leads the League of Assassins at times um, when her father's mm-hmm. not there. Um, I mean, she, her. Okay, let's go through the list real quick. Uh, is it personal? Of course, it's personal. She's the mother of his child. Um, plus, you know he. He loves her, hates her, loves her, hates her. Um, motives, her motives are just to manipulate. You know, she just, uh, she has goals and she uses him by any means to get her goals. Um, is she cool looking? Come on. How many iterations have we seen of her live action animation? Stone Cold Fox. <laughs> right? Exactly. Um, powers. Uh, she really doesn't have power. She has skills. Um, she's obviously a great hand-to-hand combat. Um, I, I don't know how you say that. Combatant. Um, she has skills. Um, she has manipulation skills. You know, she can seduce anybody almost. Um, her origin. Obviously, we know her father is the, the head of the demon. Is that how you say it? Or the demon head? He is the, the demon's head. head. Yeah, Raza um, You know, I mean, I know at times in the comics and in the animated stuff, she's bathed in the Lazarus pits herself. Um, yeah, and is she easy to defeat? Uh, well, she she gets defeated quite a few times, but she just always keeps coming back. So uh, that's our number. Oh wait, number seven. Have they made an actual impact? Yes, she's made an impact. Number four. But- no, no. Oh, I'm going through the number question. Uh, has she made an impact on the character's life? Uh, absolutely. She bred his child. Um, she basically spawns his child on him and goes, "Hey, you know, you got a ten-year-old kid here, and he's yours responsibility." So, changes everything for Batman in the new. Is it the new fifty-two where that's happened? So, every story right going forward you- has. The start of Grant Morrison's run, Batman's son. Okay, so every pretty much every iteration of Batman after that now includes Damian Wayne, who became Robin, 
uh, who even after Batman dies a few times and uh, Dick Grayson takes over the mantle, Damian Wayne is still Robin. Damian has taken the place of Robin with the Titans. He's he's uh, he's a big member now of the Bat family. And even in one, I, re- I can't remember what story it was, uh, but basically Batman, um, I think he's talking to Superman. I think it's the Dark Knight Metal. Um, and basically uh, Superman's like, oh, what do you have to, you know, you're all, you have something to fight for. And he's like, yeah, I got to fight for Damien. So it's like, you know, now everything Batman feels is to protect his, not his blood son because he has other sons but uh and let's see are they fun to read or watch she's hot so she's fun to watch um <laughs> uh, she leads the league of assassins many many times and certain teams and um i mean does she lead any like female led teams or anything brian no nothing no. not to my okay. And do they scare you? I, I, I definitely have more to add. But. Well, then just get in here yeah. and add stuff, man. Let's move this thing along, man. Come on. Uh, what's that? What'd you say? Let's go, Ed. <laughs> oh, your your voice is cutting out a little bit <laughs> as you're talking. Said, okay. Let's go. So, yeah, Talia. Okay, in the story, uh, Birth of the Demon, she is the introduction of kind of like Raza Ghoul to Batman and Watalia in that. Basically, she manipulates Bruce a little bit to sleep with her, and she gets pregnant with Damien. Years pass. In the years that pass, she gives birth to Damien. Damien, She puts him in like a growth chamber and kind of accelerates his growth. In in that as well, she creates a clone of Damien. This is... This is... (laughs) And... uh, to be used later for means, but manipulating Damien to be a master assassin and basically replace Bruce as the next Batman to erase his legacy. Because remember, uh, Roz wants Bruce to be the heir and Talia wants to have Bruce be that heir as well. But because Bruce said no, she manipulated him to giving them an heir. Um, Talia, yeah, sorry. So um, Talia has assisted Roz in several things as Damien was being raised in secret. But uh, Talia, after Bane was defeated in Night's Fall, Talia uses Bane to be the next heir and manipulates Bane a little bit. Uh, Talia is responsible for Jason Todd being actually resurrected well partially of that part of that superboy prime but she's the one that finds jason todd after he's resurrected puts him in the lazarus pit and trains him to basically to trains him to basically do red hood um okay quick question though in that quick question you just said hush yeah. brought back jason todd down Hush brought Jason Todd to Gotham to manipulate Bruce at that moment in the graveyard. I'm going to lie, dog. This character's kind of boring. She's <laughs> <laughs> kind of boring. I'm going to lie. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's get to Spider-Man. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
We all know Talia. All right. all right, all right. Brandon and I. I mean, I mean, she only created a whole entire army of man bats, but whatever. <laughs> Br- my, you shut down my army of Spider Man. What? How is that? Man more bats are way for How's that more interesting than my army of Spider Man? All right, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Brandon and I have decided to go with our number eleven on our list. He is not as seductive, but I mean, he'll work his way to you. I wasn't even done finishing my attack, and you cut me off. I didn't cut you off. I didn't cut off Brandon. Right? I mean, we we we're 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 going into time. Let's let's move on to the next. We all know Talia, so let's go. Yeah, Talia's great. Good, but our number eleven, Kirk Connors, aka the Lizard. We are going with the lizard solely for the effect of how much of a personal connection he has to Spider-Man. And not to mention some of the great abilities he has, not only as human, you know, being, you know, a great scientist. But when he becomes the lizard, um, he he is a ferocious hand to hand combatant. Uh, He has superhuman strength, speed, agility, stamina and durability. Something I didn't know until now telepathic control over reptiles he's he does he, has, he, re, he regeneration hardened scaly skin razor sharp claws and teeth six foot long tail ability to bring out any nearby creatures primitive reptilian instincts um but i mean it's the lizard man i'll i'll let brian give a little backstory on him hey brandon so you mentioned that Talia created an army. Um, Lizard was responsible for inciting a riot with reptilian acting humans. Um, he's also he's also turned several several main characters into lizard monsters. Um, he actually turned Spider Man into a lizard at one point. Um, he's he's called his son to get blood samples to try and fix himself. I mean this this dude. This dude doesn't care. Like he, he lets his monsters side take over. Um, he decided at one point that he was just gonna frame Spider Man for Robin Banks. <laughs> like he don't care. He, he does whatever. Uh, let's see. What else has he done? Uh, he he did he did eventually join Green Goblin Sinister Twelve. Don't forget I mean, Sinister Six. Don't forget Sinister Six. Andy was part of Sinister Six. So I mean he's he's a big contender when it comes to making teams. He kidnapped Stanley Osborne for tests. Who the hell is Stanley he's, Osborne? He's, he's, <laughs> he is uh he's here he's one of he's Harry's Osborne's son. Um and he he kidnapped him to run some tests. Cause he's he's trying to get human again, you know? He he's doing he's doing whatever it takes. He has no problem with experimenting on humans. Um, he oh, he ate Billy Collars to become to become shed. That's wild. I mean, uh, let's see what else did he do? Well, oh, in the live action movie, he killed George Stacy. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, uh, I got a question for you. Well, you didn't originally. You didn't originally kill kill. Stacy in the comics. He did not. Right. I actually, well, I I have, actually we actually have a character that did. Let, let I'm basing, Sorry. No, I'm I'm basing things I know off the lizard off of the movies and the animated stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, a little bit of comics yeah. in there. Um 
quite a few times though I've seen the lizard work with Spider-Man. Are they not friends? Yep. So not really. Is he yeah. an anti-hero? What's going on here? I, I, there, there are certain so extents. The only time the hold on. The I, see, he I see Doc Connors help Spider-Man way more than I see him go against him. Secret that's Kirk Wars. Connors. That's Kirk Connors. That, that, that's Connors. It's still the lizard, same person. Nope. So, nope. No, oh, no, 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 because in Nick Spencer's, in Nick Spencer's Spider-Man, Blizzard is teaching a freaking class. And he's We're helping. talking about that one, though. We're talking about the lizard in the nineties cartoon. That's the lizard. It's, a, it's the same lizard. Itself. It's canon. In the nineties cartoon, lizard. Secret Wars, where the Beyonder takes them, Kurt Connors, the lizard is in. is brought in on the evil team, and then he transfers over to the good side and helps them on the good side. In Ultimate well, Spider-Man, I mean, if, if wanna... he goes to the good side and he's working for S.H.I.E.L.D. to train new recruits. Well, okay, so I'm glad you brought that up. If we're <laughs> going to do this fair, if we're going to do this fair, half of Spider-Man's villains eventually work for S.H.I.E.L.D. Exactly. And that's and, why you lose. So that's 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 Podcast over, guys. Podcast over, Batman. Because half of Spider-Man's villains, they all end up working at some point with the Avengers. Green Goblin, he, he ends up becoming Iron Patriot, works with uh, the Dark we're, Avengers. Are you? Uh, no, we were, we're just talking me- lizard, buddy. We're talking yeah, lizard. we were just mentioning character. I'm just mentioning characters. I'm just saying, like, you're bringing up the fact that he worked with Avengers. Everybody worked with the Avengers. It's not, it's not a fair, it's not, it's not, it's not fair that you can bring that up against us. Because if you, I mean, I gotta have a rebuttal, right? <laughs> it's like, gotta have your something. Girl, your girls worked with Batman on several occasions. I'll, I'll, let's 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 break it down I this mean, way, Brandon. I mean, they co-parent, so yes, you're right. Okay, Me and Brian have so come to the assumption. The me and Brian have have agreed yeah. that the lizard is cool with so, all the others. So okay, Spider-Man's part of the Avengers. Okay. Um, so he's co-parenting on behalf, with the lizard. On behalf on behalf of the BP and the Finch Coalition, uh, we award this point to the Spider-Man team. Because between Talia and Lizard, Lizard is much cooler. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. One more. One. But, and Talia has uh, helped helped uh, Batman. Sort of bat. Yeah, she's one of Batman. On yeah, she helped him relieve himself. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, Finch. 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 Uh, well, it would be their turn to pick number one, right? Yeah, now, we, yep. now it's our turn to go first. Yeah, yeah, sorry. All right, Trey, who's our next choice? You get to pick uh, this one. All right, buddy. You know what? I, I, I want to save our best for last, but I kind of want to throw in a big one here. It's it's tied. I know, it's I know, tied. I know. There's still, there's still a chance that you can win. I know. You know, we're right, 10 or 12, though. Did we decide? We're just we're just gonna do twelve. Yeah, I'm 12. fine with twelve. Okay. Let's just um, one we of the ones that we didn't. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't. We We're already going we an hour two almost. We, yeah. What do you think about uh, number eight, Brandon? Number eight. Yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking number eight also. Okay, All do right. it. Number eight, Electro. Okay. So Electro. Um, Fun fact, not really a fun fact, but he became a founding member of Sinister Six 
Also a member of the Sinister Seven, Frightful Four, and Sinister Twelve. Um, considered to be one of Spider-Man's most powerful villains as he is nothing but pure energy. The man can control the entire power grid of New York for crying out loud. That's, come on now. He can, he can control an entire power grid. I don't know who you guys got up next. Don't stand a chance. Do, do not stand a chance. To take out the entire state. Yep. Um, here's another cool thing. Um, he can transmit himself over Spider-Man's webs. So, I mean, if mm-hmm. wherever he's, you know, you know, swinging around the city, you know, he's gonna be like, I'm there. I'm there. Um, now I will say this when it comes to being a master mastermind and anything like that, he is anything but that. Um, typically Electro is more known for, you know, just little petty, you know, robberies and things like that. Um, but is a powerhouse. He is yes. not a, uh, not a leader. Yes. That's why he has so many, you know, um, alliances on his list because everyone knows that he is a very very powerful foe to spider-man i mean he's brought spider-man down multiple times to within inches of his life because of you know their battles i mean that's enough said man i mean it's electro the man will kill you i mean he's almost killed spider-man so see i think i think electro I think Electro is kind of a badass. Well, you're done right. You're done right. Uh, uh, he is really cool. I, yeah, I Jamie like, Foxx kicked butt. Yes, he did. Jamie Foxx totally kicked and I, was, I like I was, Jamie Foxx's <laughs> Electro. I'm not going to lie. I was no. so he got better in No Way Home. He was yeah, yeah cool he was cool in that one. In, uh, yeah. Amazing Spider-Man yeah. 2. Yeah. But they re- when they redid him for No Way Home, he was he was better. I always thought you were black. <laughs> uh, yeah. I always thought there was a black Spider-Man. <laughs> I was like, oh, um, sorry. <laughs> all right. He's a kid from Queens. He'd have to be black. <laughs> all right. Against your Electro, BP and the Finch give you Scarecrow. Okay. Jonathan Crane, Scarecrow. Am I supposed to be Jonathan scared? Jonathan Crane... Jonathan Crane, Scarecrow. Uh, it's a petty villain. Okay. Scarecrow is one of the coolest looking characters and one of the coolest villains there is. The Master of Fear, like the Halloween guy. Um, you know, he is he's a science, he's he's a psychologist that mastered in fear. Uh, some of his origins say that his dad kind of like tried to take fear out of him. His dad was a doctor too. Uh, some other stories, he was just bullied. He looked like Ichabod Crane, you know, hence in the name Crane. And he studied fear because he wanted to put fear into others. Um, so one of, he's one of the absolute coolest characters. He's the master of fear. He knows people's fears and uses it against them to manipulate them. When he's with his, when he has his scythe, he chops people's heads off. Sometimes he rides a horse, like a headless horseman but he makes other people headless. He is absolutely deranged and one of the most unpredictable Batman villains. Uh, he knows how to, he knows how to manipulate Batman with fear. And because he knows Batman's fears, um, he knows, he knows things about Batman that others don't know because he's able to manipulate that fear. He's a master chemist master manipulator he wants manipulated the whole entire church of people uh to basically turn on each other and kill a gang 
even though they were like Catholic people. He did that in no man's land. Um, he's poison water with fear stuff. And uh, I don't think I missed anything. Um, but basically, every time he faces Batman, he makes Batman face all his fears. Not to mention he was a yellow power power ring uh, wearer where he personified yep. all fear. Uh, and he was a Sinestro Corps member. Freaking awesome. Love Scarecrow, one of my favorite villains. And that's our attack. And if we're gonna, if we're going, since you guys are younger guys, and uh, I'm pretty sure you, obviously you, you guys have been talking about the Spider-Man games. Is Electro mm-hmm. in the Spider-Man game? Yes, yes, he is. Is he a cool badass in that mm-hmm. game? Hey, like I said, he's oh, not the greatest yeah. mastermind, but he makes like allegiance. Have you, you guys got, played you the Arkham games? Cool. Dude, I'll never forget the first time I played that game, going in Arkham Asylum. I legit thought my game broke, and I was like, "What happened?" Yeah, come on, that that right there wins the wins this round. I'm sorry, I was here. Scarecrow in Arkham, the Arkham games. That's that's our argument. Boom. See, but, see, but my thing is though, as much as I want to, as much as I want to say Scarecrow over Electro, again, my point still is valid. Electro is nothing but pure energy and power. He can distort the mo- he can distort your mind with the electricity that runs through your mind. I mean, like I said, he is yeah, a powerhouse. Yeah, yeah but but okay, he might so- be a powerhouse. But does but there's a difference between knowledge and wisdom. He might have the knowledge he can like, he has energy, but does he have the wisdom to use it the right way to be scary? Only only I'll say this: the only time he has that is when he is teamed up with the Sinister Six or any other allegiances he's had. Because, I mean, there, there is a point to where Doc Ock um, gives him the idea of ionizing uh, metals and sparking the petroleum and fuel tanks to cause a major prison break for all major villains. Um, but, he, but, but he can't do that alone. That's what I'm he's saying. That's what I'm alone. saying. That's why I say he's got to do well, allegiance. Well, I will say in 2099, but I mean, one, of the, one of the categories is, have they been on a team? I mean, they led a team. You know, so I don't know. So, this is this is a tough one, though. This one I think is a little uh, tougher than the last round because the last round was easy to give away. This yeah. one, I gotta defend my boy Scarecrow here, man. Like, I know obviously it's it's that's our that's our pick, you know. But come on, man, that that Scarecrow. I mean, has, Scare- has Scarecrow ever? Oh, Scarecrow hey, man. Wait, Brandon, wait, Brandon's Brand- Brand trying to talk. Go ahead. Go ahead. So has, has has Scarecrow ever almost killed Batman? Many yep. times. How many times? Say, yeah. Many, many times. Many because times. Because he makes so. Batman not know what's going on. He's he's like driven Batman mad to the point of like almost killing himself. Yep. Well, I will say Electro has uh has pushed Peter Parker to the point where he couldn't even fight him. He's destroyed his web shooters with his electros. I mean, with his electricity, he's gone so powerful that Peter Parker couldn't even get close to him without having to design a whole new suit. Electro Electro's a badass. You can't you can't just be you can't just fight Electro. You gotta be ready for real Electro. real quick. Now you talk about leading um you know uh criminals and stuff like that. Has Scarecrow led any organizations or anything like that? I don't think he has. 
Well, he was leading the Sinestro Corps. Okay, I was gonna say he. Uh, I was gonna say Electro has led the emissaries of evil. He has formed that group his own, and then he is considered to be one of the founding mem- members of the Sinister Six. So, well, not the Scarecrow has been part of the Legion of Doom. Scarecrow is uh, obviously. I think Brian said either did he lead the Sinestro Corps during the Sinestro? Uh, well, he was. Wars? He was. So he was the. Well, now Sinestro was still the leader, but but Jonathan Crane was chosen mm-hmm. as like the Earth. He was part of a team, yeah. Of so I don't, I don't know if he's yeah. actually ever led a team, but he's been part of many teams. Yeah, I'll um, say this much: I think we should let the listeners decide. Teams. Exactly, let the listeners decide. I, I do, I do believe, I do believe Electro was a good candidate. On this and round, I, I, I do believe that this is a fair this is a fair bout. This might be a draw. I, I like I do I like the stuff Electro about Electro. But I gotta defend the scarecrow. scarecrow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. I mean, it's, the answer. All is right, let's decide. The answer is obviously scarecrow, but whatever. Um, <laughs> well, of course, be Batman, be biased, of course. <laughs> over over oh. Electro, scarecrow. Electro over Scarecrow. Give me a freaking break. You just want to win. Now, if we were, if no. they were going to fight each other, um, that would be interesting. Yeah, let's look at. Okay, let's look at it this way. What if they actually fought? You think Scarecrow is going to stand a chance against uh, Electro? We absolutely. If he can I think, I think, yeah. Yeah. If he can gas him, had the upper hand, then yes, but. All Electro has to do, though, is just flow through currents, and Crane has no idea where he's at. Like, exactly. he could be- I was going to say, like, like, he can hit him with his gas. He's pure energy. Well, he that's the thing. He could, hit, he could hit him with the gas, but at the same time, Electro could. Um, what's the word? You just, just said it. Electro uh, in his head. He doesn't have his gas to mess with his head. Yeah, he can electrify the gas, have basically. Strength. He doesn't have the physical strength to fight Electro. I mean, hand to hand combat. Electra's going down. I mean, Electra's okay, going down. It's it's a really good one. It's a really good one. That's a really good fight. I I was hoping for Scarecrow versus Mysterio, but we still we got a good fight here. Yep. Okay. Mysterio's um, not even on our list, bro. Oh, he really he really should have. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's going? Uh, we haven't seen our list, bro. What I think it's you guys. <laughs> It's it's um, I think I think let's just get this one out of the way. Let's go with number three. Okay. Okay. You want to do that, Finch? Yeah. Yeah. You think you can take the lead on that one? Uh, I'll try. Uh, all right. Our number three is the Demon's Head, uh, Ray Shell Cool. So, um, what the like heck? Just disappeared from my list. All my notes. <laughs> oh, what the heck? Hey. oh, hold on, hold on. All right, sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. Oh, there you go. Thank you. <laughs> sorry. Um, okay, so uh, Rachel Ghoul, obviously we all know him from Batman Begins, from all the animated stuff. Uh, I'm not going to go into everything about him, but some stuff I got on here, note-wise, is very similar to your Jackal guy. This guy released a virus to Gotham, manipulated events so Bruce would give uh, him a That's why you wanted to use him. Yeah, good point. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to kind of battle the same same grounds. So yeah, he he kind of led Talia to manipulate him the way you know and bear him a grandson. He at times he's wanted to take uh, Bruce Wayne's body, um, and basically you know because Rachel Ghoul is uh, 
or or Damien's body. In, he's basically immortal. Um, he's like got eternal youth, or so you know, he can live for a long time with the powers of the Lazarus Pits. Um, and then he wanted to take the body of Damien, and I know Brian was trying to get into that uh, a little bit with Talia, but uh, you know, we we're trying to rush through this a little bit. Right. Um, basically, right. the biggest storyline with Rachel Cool is. If you guys have seen the animated movie, uh, what is it, Justice League Doom, where Batman has all these contingency plans to eliminate all the members of the Justice League, that is actually from a comic story called The Tower of Babel. Um, in the animated movie, they used Vandal Savage, but in the actual storyline, it is Rachel Cool who basically discovers Batman's contingency plans for the Justice League and basically tries to take out the Justice League pretty much in all those methods and he released a um he gave tim a flesh-eating virus so um so the third, Brian, the third more stuff to it so um yeah i mean raza ghoul is basically the other side of bruce if he was immortal like if batman was had the option of being immortal and being able to, to do his mission and do it globally he could eventually become Raj al Ghul. Uh, Raj is officially an immortal. Um, he's put into the group just recently in comics. Like he is an immortal. He doesn't even need Lazarus Pits, Lazarus Pits anymore, I believe. Um, he is he he basically just wants to put his will on the world the way it should be. And Bruce just wants to establish hope. Um, and Raj when you have a villain that has your whole group of friends and your team lose complete and utter trust in you because they know that you, that you have ways to defeat them and destroy them. Um, it set Batman on an even darker path um, in the comics to in alienate himself from his team and alienate himself from people because nobody could trust him. Raj got Batman kicked off the justice league because nobody could trust him. And Batman created this master satellite called Brother Eye to be able to monitor the world because he couldn't be on the Justice League. So Raj, also in some stories, Raj has trained him. So, but in the comics, Raj uh, Raj didn't train him. Uh, a guy named, uh, well, multiple people trained him. But anyway, that's our pick and that's our move. Game on. All right, so... We decided that our pick is going to be the spot. Spot. We put the spot. So one of our so here's what I got for spot. His power is hard to counter. He's a, his power is a hard counter to the spider sense. Uh, this means that he can land almost every single attack without intervention. He was only infected early on because he insisted on physical attacks despite a sedentary life as a wimpy scientist. Uh, as of return of the spot in 2009, spot is now a killer, and that makes all the difference, as he can slaughter hordes of hardened gangsters without effort. Uh, let's see. Because of moments one and two, like I stated, um, he is now he's now unhinged homicidal, and above all, competent. Spider-Man canically is only alive because Spot allows it. Uh, 
Spot could just jab Spidey in each kidney and kill him. I mean, Spot Spot can literally teleport anywhere. Like he can put his spots anywhere, attached to anything. I mean, Spot Spot's a hard contender. Um, Spot Spot can't die. I mean, he he they, is immortal. They, they have they have they have tried to kill Spot several times. Spot has come back to life each and every time. Uh, everybody considers them a low rank villain, but Spot Spot's a, Spot's a badass. I we mean, per, we personally believe that he is an underrated villain. Um, now I will mention that the first interaction that Spider Man and Spot had, um, Spot had won the match. He had won his first encounter with Spider Man, but when when he declared his name to Spider-Man, Spider-Man had um, bursted in laughter and fell to the floor, laughing at Spot's name. So, But Spot did kick his butt in the first confrontation they had. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about Miles Morales? No, no. We are talking about Peter Parker. Talking about Peter Parker. Peter Parker's fought Spot several times. Yep, and um, Spot has also uh, been with some team affiliations known as The Hand, Legion of Losers, which he formed, uh, uh, Modox 11, and Sinister 16. Um, well, I mean, I okay, Spot has some cool abilities, mm-hmm. but because Spot is played for comedy so much, Whereas Raj, I was going to say, I am well aware to admit that Spot, the only thing he really has going competing up against Raz is immortality. Other than that, eh, we're kind of taking the hit on this one. So, but we do believe that Spot is definitely an underrated villain um, in the Spider-Man universe. I I think, I think Spot could beat Raggle. I do believe it. I think so too. In a, if they were actually fighting, like for sure. Um, but fighting, no, this is about <laughs> who's the better villain. I I believe Brian. I I think we've kind of come to this consensus. I was gonna say I think Roz is the better. I mean, villain maybe it's too. maybe it's the maybe it's the newest Spider-Man movie where you know, see you soon, Spider-Man. I think you know, I think I, I don't I know. think Spot has greater potential. Yes, to be yeah. something special. Yeah, and that movie's gonna make it even better. Like. <laughs> Spot has you. Spot has great potential. Hopefully, we can great get in the game. More viewers, but more he, viewers, they need to write more serious a little bit. Be excited for the spot, guys! Come on, viewers! All right, yeah, going. Going. <laughs> so okay. Spider-Man yeah. takes this round. Oh, we no. do, we do, we no, do. I, no, Ra- We agreed on Roz, didn't we? We agreed on Roz. Oh no, Finch! What what do we go with? Trey, Trey just hey, admitted Vince defeat. Spider-Man, I'm right down. Here, right here in the chat. We oh, shit. I didn't realize who read that. Batman 2 is Spider-Man 1. Okay, so we have to throw one out here. Uh, Finch. Uh, I'm thinking maybe... Uh, is it you guys or is it us? I thought it was us. Because we just went last. Yeah, oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah we just went with Bridge. Huh. Keep it number, we this, is, this is number four, <gasps> or is this number five? I don't know. This is number five. We've done one, two, keep three, four. This is, this is number five. Brandon, you want to do number seven? 
Hit him with the big gun. Yeah. Go I'll for it, buddy. I'll let you take lead on this one. All right, number seven. We are going with Kingpin. So, Kingpin. Notorious, notorious, notorious. Um, uh, so Kingpin is a major crime lord and has many, many henchmen and criminals at his disposal, even major villains. Um, so, I mean, he's got, you know, all kinds of people doing bad things, even the major villains. So, um, uh, um, one big thing we can give you right off the get go is that he nearly killed Aunt May after Peter Parker Re- released who he was to the world, everyone knowing he was Spider Man. Um, now that was a big, big, big hit on Spider Man. Yes, yes. Um, Kingpin has been known to personally go after uh, close members, um, acquaintances, or whatever to Spider Man. He will find out who has connections with Spider Man, stuff like that. I mean, you have to remember, he has a whole crime wave in the city that reports to him almost. Um, and not only is, you know, he's not only just a threat to Spider-Man, he is a threat to so many other heroes throughout New York. Not- notably, Daredevil's one of them. Um, but he even worked for Hydra. Yes, yes, he has worked for Hydra. Um, but, I mean, Kingpin, I think we, you know, he's we a, wanted him for... He's a, he's a Punisher villain, too, or no? I believe yeah, so. so. He started with he, Spider-Man, but... He did. He did eventually move into Daredevil and Punisher territory. He is. I would say that he is more of a Daredevil villain at this time. Yeah, at, at this, this time, time yes. But he did start with Spider-Man. Yes, he sure did. Yep, absolutely right. Um, but uh, Brandon, I'll let you give some quick tips or not tips, but you know information so, on him. What else can we say about Wilson Fisk? I mean, he's he's. He's he's uh, depicted as a big strong guy. Um, he's he's trained in the art of sumo wrestling. Um, all that all that mass he has is actually muscle. He's very powerful. Um, he is the he's the crime king. Uh, he's been responsible for some very traumatic moments for uh, Spider Man. Uh, like like Trey said, he he uh, basically put a hit out on on May, pissed Spider-Man off to the point where he went to he put himself in prison and fought this man as Peter Parker and beat him to the point where he could barely breathe. He he took a web canister and inserted it in his mouth and filled his lungs with web. Like he he beat the bricks off the of Kingpin. I I I do believe the Kingpin is you, you don't, you don't have to sell it anymore. <laughs> you're, good. you're good. Time. Keep it keep it moving. Um or otherwise we'll have another Batman podcast. I will I will admit Kingpin is a is an awesome choice. Kingpin, Kingpin is bad. Is more, Kingpin is one of my absolute favorite villains, period. Like, like in my that. top three. Love to in hear my it. top three. Love Kingpin. If and Vincent want, D'Onofrio, Ving Rames, great Kingpin. Oh, amazing. Um, not Ving Rhames, um, Michael Clark Duncan. Oh yeah, my bad. Sorry. R.I.P. <laughs> Michael Clark Duncan. One, one of the best. I was for Daredevil, wasn't it? That's right. Oh, I thought he was phenomenal. I thought it was a good Daredevil. Um, I, was, I thought it was a good Kingpin. <laughs> no, um, but if you want to read really good Kingpin, read Frank Miller's um, 
Rick Frank, yeah, read Frank Manders, Man Without Fear, and read Ultimate Spider-Man, and also read uh, Chip Javorsky's run on Daredevil. Kingpin, uh, Kingpin, basically, he does some awesome stuff, but he's not. Watch Disney Plus's Echo. Yes, coming out. Sorry, <laughs> which we will review on yeah, the show. Plus. Sorry, I had, to, had, to plug, had to plug. Just kidding. And watch, you know, Disney Plus is just straight Daredevil. Um, if they didn't edit it, because you know it's a masterpiece. Okay, if but the villain we have for you. Uh oh. Good luck. <laughs> um, BP and the Finch would like to uh, bring to you. The man who was born in darkness. Okay. Wounded by it. Okay. <laughs> a turtle from Gotham Shooter. That's, that's, okay, that's, that's a good That's a good. All right. All right. That's a good Bane, uh, neck and neck. I like that. Bane was introduced in the comics uh, in the early 90s by, I think, uh, Doug, Doug Munch, I believe it was. Anyway, it, uh, in the Nightfall storyline, Bane... It was born in a prison. His father is King Snake, who is a notorious, like, big gangster or whatever. Bane was born and raised in prison. His only friend was a teddy bear that I forget the name. Um, and as he grew up, he heard of stories of the Batman. So to be able to kind of, like, prove himself, he sought out Batman and he brought his two friends with him. Bane sat in Gotham. And monitored Batman for months, watched, waited, strategized, just like Kingpin would, but better. Um, <laughs> strategized everything, watching Batman, deduced his identity, and then he released the inmates of Arkham one by one. He well, he released all the inmates of Arkham. So Batman had to round up all the villains and Bane watched. Batman didn't sleep. He didn't eat. He was at the point of freaking exhaustion. He could not do any more. On us, we know what's about to happen. And to Batman, Bane, busting in the manor, knocked out Alfred, picked up Bruce, broke him, broke the freaking bat in one of the most iconic comic images of all time. That's really cute. Bruce is out, and he and then he takes Batman's body, drags him across Gotham, throws him off a building. This is my town now. Boom. Now, Bruce eventually through some magical means, which make no freaking common sense, whatever. It's comics. He gets his back healed. Um, I'm not going to go on into that. He does defeat Bane, but it sure takes a lot. <laughs> Bane will come back later as the new heir of Ra's al Ghul with Talia and Raz. And basically in a love relationship with Talia to be the new heir. Uh, they release a virus on Gotham, blah, blah, blah. Um, Bane and Venom will kind of <clears throat> like go like that. But the latest thing that Bane has done and all the sins that Bane has done is Bane just about, oh, maybe six years ago, uh, he... He got another villain called Psycho Pirate that manipulates emotions. He made people see things that weren't really there um, and manipulated Batman and made him feel fear. And then he shut off the power. So Batman was kind of like normal. And then he took Alfred and snapped Alfred's neck in front of Bruce. 
and the whole Bat family killed Alfred. Alfred is one million percent dead. And that's Bane. I feel like with both these characters, it's honestly uh, two different sides of a coin because they are both very powerful. You know, they're, they're master strategist, whatever you want to say. Yeah. I feel like with Wilson Fisk, he has more of a presence in the public eye than what Bane does because Bane lurks in the shadows, you know, planning and stuff like that. So this is a tough one. It really is. But yeah, I, I think what edges really it, I think what edges it out, I mean, for me on Wilson is that he has more of that public eye, you know, that public image of striking fear and people know like, oh hey, Wilson Fisk, nope, don't mess with it. We don't want a part of it. But um, this Yeah. But has Kingpin ever broke Peter? This is yes, this, he did actually. He did during the during the uh uh, what was it here? I got it right here. When so there was there was a story where Spider Man joins forces with Moon Knight, Doctor Strange, Iron Fist, and Shang Chi, and they they have to infiltrate Kingpin's tower. And Kingpin, he he knew about that. He knew that they were on their way, and he 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 manages to grab Spider Man and torture him for hours. Ooh, and he he tortures him for hours. This is when he actually finds out. Who uh, who Spider Man really is, and finds out that he's Peter Parker, and he uses that. He puts that over Spider Man's head, like every every time he gets in his way, he he always puts to the fact that he knows that he's Peter Parker over him. I mean, personally, I feel, and just just to wrap up this round because it might be a tie, unless one you changes your mind. Uh, personally, I feel um, that Kingpin is not. Not a big Spider-Man villain anymore. Um, he started off pretty good, but he has become so much of a Daredevil villain that yeah. But I mean, we can't really I, use that against him because if you yeah, look at it this way, I am. It's not fair though because a lot <laughs> well, of Spider-Man like, villains start off as Spider-Man, but then eventually go off somewhere else because they find better stories to put him in. You can't hold well, that just like Spider-Man. just like the NFL, right? It's a, it's a what have you done for me this. lately? It's a what have you done for me lately league, right? Uh, so, you know, like, like Brian said, in the recent comics for Batman, Bane has just been terrorizing the shit out of Batman. Yeah. But I guess recently in the comics, Kingpin tends to fight Daredevil more. So Kingpin, and, recently in the comics, Kingpin has found out that Daredevil is Matt Murdock and he yeah. framed him for murder. And he, there you go. that's two he, heroes. He's that's two he's, heroes. He's identified. Right. He's just he's he, just he is, a, he's just an asshole. He is the mayor of New York, and he has created a law against vigilantes to combat Daredevil. I I would and say this Daredevil. one has to be a draw. I don't know. A little recap of what we got so far. We've had some pretty good battles here. Uh, our first battle was Spider-Man villain the Jackal. Versus Hush. Uh, in that round, Batman won with Hush. Well, round two was Lizard versus Talia Al Ghul. <laughs> Lizard beat that because he's just much cooler than Talia, even though she's so manipulative. Um, third round was Electro versus Scarecrow. We put that at a tie because that's that was a really tough one. Your listeners, you gotta you gotta do that. Uh, vote, round, vote for it, guys. Vote for it. 
<laughs> uh, round four was Rajal Ghul versus the Spot. Um, I think Raz won that, but it is debatable. It's it's being debated amongst us. Um, but the last round we just did, and round one, two, three, four, and round five out of, out of twelve because we're insane is Kingpin versus Bane. Total tie. Really need your input on that, guys. Uh, what you think? Uh, there are two of my absolute favorites. It's a draw. It's hard, but I'm not budging. I, I think. I think. Me neither. I think. I think. Man. I think. I say yeah, Kingpin is yeah. more of a Daredevil villain now than Spider-Man, even though Kingpin started as Spider-Man villain. But Bane has always been bad, Batman. All right. So, vaguely <laughs> just playing us, against let's go. Justice League. <laughs> that, I vaguely remember him working against the Justice League at one point. Uh, hey, but, you know, Bane in the Harley Quinn show is the <laughs> best part of that show. So, mic drop. Absolutely. <laughs> so then it would be your guys's go. All right. Okay. Uh, eight. I'm feeling eight. Dun, 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 Eight or dun, ten? Dun, dun, dun. What about number nine? Let's change it up a little bit. You want to do nine? Yeah, I mean, nine flows into some others pretty good. Are you talking about number seven? Nine flows in number twelve. Nine flows into uh, nine flows into number seven. Really good. All right, oh, we'll go. Uh, we'll go number eight. Number eight. Oh, Let's so do does. You, you, you think? No, I'm. You, you're the co-host. We're going with nine. We'll go with nine. You're okay. more familiar with number nine stuff. So, if you, sure, you, if you have a plan of attack, I, I, we'll, we'll stick with your plan of attack. I'm okay with number eight. I I I I think we're gonna go with nine. Break it down for me. Okay, I'll get. I'll bring it down for you. The court of the court of owls. The court of owls uh, started originally as the bat tribe, which were um, in. The, they started actually in the Stone Age area. Um, the court of owls started as the bat tribe, a tribe of Native Americans that worship the bat god. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, worship the bird god. I apologize. Um, and through history. The Court of Owls uh, has manipulated events in Gotham to take ownership of Gotham, establishing their own wealth, and hiding different uh, nests, if you will, and manipulating events through not only Gotham, but kind of the world, but mostly Gotham, uh, through you know their means. They wear owl masks. They were created by Scott Snyder, my man, my teacher. And... Um, some little things that they have done. So throughout history, if the owl, the owls to get their way have created a team of assassins, immortal assassins. These assassins um, are given to them from Haley's circus. Nightwing was meant to be one of the talons. Uh, every talon has a piece in their tooth that's lodged in there. That has a chemical that I can't think of the name of it. Maybe Finch can. Uh, basically, it acts. Electric. Act, electric. Yep. 
Thank you. And basically what this chemical does is it basically manipulates their cells to keep them alive and regenerate, thus becoming an immortal warrior called a Talon. Uh, why they are so significant is that throughout when Batman's parents were murdered, Batman heard this nursery rhyme of um, of the of the owls, and and it was his first detective case. He basically tried to find out if the owls were real, if they manipulated events in Gotham to have the Waynes killed to pursue their political interests and things they wanted to do in Gotham. And uh, Bruce could find nothing. And then it eventually is revealed as he's older and he feels that he is the legend of Gotham. He is, he is Gotham. And he finds out that he doesn't know everything that everything that he thought he knew about Gotham isn't true, that he isn't the, the main, the main fear of Gotham. It's really the court of owls. Uh, they locked Batman in a labyrinth. They had an all out war with a bunch of talents against him. Um, they manipulate everything from the shadow and they are the secret organization. And they might maybe, maybe work for somebody. Who knows? The court of owls, everybody. <laughs> so I, I Brennan and I have decided I to go with our number four on our list. Doesn't really have a cult. You know, our guy isn't really a cult, um, you know, some kind of big old organization type deal. However, he has formed a huge family um, in his taking over of New York. Um, so he has his own family. You know, he's created some uh, sinister uh, cast members of a group. Um, but we are going with Carnage. So Carnage, as everyone knows, um, Carnage is pretty much, in a sense, the offspring of Venom. Um, anyways, Carnage over here is, you know, the spawn of Venom, to say the least. Um, you know, it's it's another symbiote. But what makes this symbiote special and more powerful than Venom, which has been proven fact in comics, um, is that he is the symbiote mixed with the bloodstream of a cold-hearted killer, killer, Cletus Cassidy. Um, some people can say, you know, well, not some people can say, some people argue that, you know, Cletus Cassidy is the lesser-known version of Joker because of his insanity um, and all that. And like I said, lesser-known. Yeah, I see you guys eyeballing me there. Um, but anyways, I mean, Carnage... Um, he is he is a force to be reckoned with. I mean, like I said, he literally created a family um, to take over New York. Um, now, I will say, you know, most of his plots aren't directed towards Spider-Man, but Spider-Man has to protect New York. It's his job. You know, he's not going to let some symbiote come over here and, you know, rule New York. Um, but I will say this as well. Carnage, like Venom has taken over many, many people um, as he's taken over Ben Riley and it becomes Spider Carnage. There's Carl Malice, Superior Carnage. 
Um, there's Red Goblin, Norman Osborn. Um, mm-hmm. I'd, uh, I'd also like to add something real quick. So there was a there was a spinoff comic. Yeah, buddy. Where Spider-Man and Batman teamed up. And there was a crossover where yes, sir. and Joker decided they were going to work together. Well, I do know that Carnage was so sadistic and murder-hungry that the Joker didn't even want to work with him. He was just disgusted. Crime Prince himself doesn't even want to work with Carnage. Carnage His name says it all. He's Carnage. He's a he's he's insane. Dude's he's he's powerful. Um Carnage Carnage has de- destroyed the human race multiple times on multiple occasions, and he he's a very powerful villain. Um there was there was one where he literally became a virus and took over all of New York. And it, it was it was a bloodbath. He he literally was able to take over every every hero in New York, and it was it was insane. Doesn't his kids, uh, his symbiote kids, aren't they the ones that have to like take him down? Usually, not usually. So he is responsible for making one of the most sinister uh, symbiotes there is, which is Toxin. Yeah, so like I mean, tip, Spider-Man's not really tip, yes, but usually there there have been team ups. There have been team ups with Spider-Man and Venom and stuff like that. That's why I said, you know, most of the time his his you know his crimes are not directed towards Spider-Man, but they happen in New York. So is it? Is he really a Spider-Man okay, villain, or is he really is he a Venom, Venom villain? villain? He originated in Spider-Man. <laughs> he originated in Spider-Man. He has fought Spider-Man several times. That that so yeah so. I mean, but like, okay, so his live-action debut. Where did it come from? The where Venom. Did from? Venom spin was off? Spider-Man in that movie, Jeray? No, I don't I believe do he was. Believe so. I believe he was a direct Ooh, Venom villain. That was a spinoff. It? it doesn't matter. He originated <laughs> in the comics. He originated know, in a buddy. Spider-Man comic book and has showed up in several Spider-Man stories. All right, all right. You know what? Maximum Carnage is a Spider-Man story, and it is one of and is one of the best. It is a good story. story. It is. A but good Absolute story. Carnage is a Venom story. But Maximum Carnage came first. Uh, yeah. Hey, but hey, there's a team up. There's Carnage? a team up. Venom. Venom couldn't do it alone. From Venom. Okay. I mean, aside from aside from technicalities, I think Brian and I have both. We already decided. We concede <laughs> to uh, you win. Carnage is pretty badass. Woody Harrelson, not so great, but uh, Carnage. Uh, that, that, yeah, we we, Dude, we don't have any. Told, but like, Carnage has. No, no. All right. All right. No versus. <laughs> We we're with you. You win. You win. Carnage is mm-hmm. awesome. I mean, Court of Owls is one of Batman's best stories. Best stories but, ever. Um, I mean, if if we break it down again, Carnage oh, yeah. versus the Court of Owls, Carnage is gonna win all day. <laughs> I mean, all, all day. Although Carnage could take Where's a that crossover, and that would be pretty sick. Get on it, writers. Yeah. 
<laughs> right? Let's make it. Let's make it, Brian. Let's go. Put, put, put. <laughs> so two two getting started. <laughs> two two. Yep. And All then right. two and then, two ties, right? Yeah, we got, some, we got some yes, ties in yes. there. Trey, try to keep uh if you can keep track of that Trey. No, you're good. We're at two two. I, I'm 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 sorry, I'm not I'm juggling the this is correct. Uh, Brandon, you got any thoughts on what villain lead, we right? propose next? I, I think we should just go ahead and go with the number 10, kind of get them off the board, good. you know? Like, I think so. You want to go 10? Yeah, yeah okay. let's go 9. Let's go 9. You want to lead it? or? <laughs> All right. Number 9, so, we have decided to go with the man who is hunting for the best game. Craven the Hunter. So there was a, I'll, I'll be honest, oh, there was a lot of debate between favorites. Brandon and I of whether or not we put him on our list. But I have, Brandon and I oh, have convinced no. each other that, you know, he's done oh. some pretty good things. Um, first and foremost, oh, hey, let's just get straight to it. Craven and his first encounter with Spider Man poisoned Spider Man, weakened him, just turned him to mush in their first encounter. Um, like Bane and Kingpin in terms of like being strategic and tracking and stuff like that. I mean, it, it's in his name. He's a hunter. Um, he is going to be, uh, a master strategist. You know, he's going to research. He's not going to go in blindly and fight. Um, you know, he uses this to his advantage. Um, but I mean, like I said, in the first encounter, he poisons Spider-Man, turns him into mush. Um, and eventually... What's that? Oh, Ripley. I got gotcha. you. Um, but my, um, my another thing, I mean, another big important factor that Craven has done. He buried Spider-Man alive for two weeks. No, he buried. Spy- How can you forget that, man? That you bury Spider-Man alive for two weeks. But that's not the crazy part. You would think that after something like that, most villains would just be like, oh, look, I can terrorize New York for two weeks. No, Craven has other plans of mine. So this is Craven's last hunt in this storyline. But yes, but his his plot isn't to One of the stories take over New York or, you know, he just wants to prove that he is a more superior Spider-Man. So he dons a Spider-Man suit and he takes down some, you know, significant villains as Spider-Man. And nobody really knows it until Spider-Man comes up out of the grave. The only thing I didn't like about that storyline is that from what I've read is that Craven ends his own life. That way, Spider-Man does not get the satisfaction of taking down Craven the Hunter. Um, yep. But I mean, I mean, Craven, you know, he's notorious. He's a master stra- strategist. Um, he's an amazing hunter. Um, team affiliations. He's been in the Sinister Six, Kravenoff family, uh, Avengers of 59, Army of Evil, Justice Pals. Um, but, you know, yeah, he and one other crazy thing I'll say. He's a um, He did genetically enhance himself to to become more powerful than Spider-Man. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Um, Brandon, did you have anything you want to add on that? Um, I mean, Craven, Craven did was responsible for... Uh, Nearly killing Spider-Man. Um, mm-hmm. He is one of the most feared hunters. He's mm-hmm. he's he's a good he's a good uh he's a good villain for us. Um, I would like to add that yes, 
he has gone toe to toe with Peter yes, Parker sir. and Miles Morales at the same time. So I mean, if you can take on two Spider Man yep. at once. I I I must say this too. Pretty, I am excited. I don't know about you guys. I know Sony has a rocky relationship when it comes to uh, you know villains in the MCU and stuff like that. But I am really stoked for that uh, Craven the Hunter film uh, with Aaron Taylor J- Johnson. Um, the trailer, from what I've seen, it it blew me away. I'm excited for it. I have high hopes, um, but I'm really excited for it. Um, it looks good. Uh, the only thing I don't like about it is well, I, and, him, and like, you know, Lion he so he kind of like, does have a little bit of an ability <laughs> like that. I mean. It, I see what you're saying because, like, it's like really we don't we don't really see that often in like a comic. But um, I I kind of like the spin on it, um, other than the fact that you know it looks like in the trailer at least it's like oh I got attacked by a lion I have lion DNA running through me so now I'm a master hunter. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That part's a little yeah, far fetched. It would have been cooler if like you know like story wise he was like doing genetic enhancements or something like that or like a serum like goblins done. Um, that would have been cool. But I, yeah, um, but I, I hope. Yeah, or Mobius. Yep. But I hope that <laughs> film. I, I hope it's a good one. So. Morbius, I mean. Yeah. No, I I hope so too. I like Aaron Taylor Johnson. We just finished up. Okay, are they still talking Craven. Uh, no, we're ready. Yeah, we, we're ready to start. Yeah, kind of I was talking about one minute go and take the lead. Yeah, I'm sorry. My, say my, hello. my cat, like I don't know, she's calling on me, and then like, <laughs> yeah, and I was like, okay, you gotta get out of here. You want to climb on my keyboard? Okay. Um, Finch, you, you, want, you want to take point on this? All right. So our uh, person to go up against Craven um, has an That's IQ it. of between <laughs> 150 and 160. So he's very smart. He's very smart. He's been honing his skills since he was a boy. He he uh what's he was born what's with green and purple the Riddler but not the Joker and questions all over the Riddler baby this man this man oh man this man Ooh, one of the best <laughs> he people don't talk about him too much but the Riddler he's done some damage he's always challenging Batman mentally um he has found out Batman's identity. A few different times in the Hush storyline, I believe he found out. Um, in other ones, so so uh, what happened was, so he had a brain tumor, and he was losing his mental capacity, and he found a Lazarus pit that that and against Ra's knowledge, dropped himself in a Lazarus pit, and the extra like re whatever gave him extra mental ability. And he deduced Batman's identity, and he sold that information to Thomas Elliot. Well, that's starting the hush story. But okay, yeah. okay. Well, I mean, all right. Um, he, for the most part, his look is always pretty menacing and pretty classy and debonair, but also like the boys got menacing the at time. Yeah, dude. Like, okay, you go by different iterations. The way he looks. You know, the bowler hat. I mean, even Batman Forever, that that final suit where he was all sparkly. I know people think it was goofy. That shit was fly, though. Oh, I will uh, say his most <laughs> recent iteration of the Batman was pretty good. Yeah, he. I mean, he looked more like, like the Zodiac Killer or something. Um, you know, even in the animated show, The Batman, he won. Interesting fact, if anybody really? knows. 
He was voiced by Robert England. So Freddy Krueger did my man. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Um, and he just looked sick, like with the long hair, skinny, just he looked like like Marilyn Manson. Yeah. He looked, he looked creepy and sick as hell. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's always putting Batman at death traps. Go back to the 1966 Batman, you know, yep. played by uh, Frank. Wait, Frank Gorshin, right? Uh, yep. The most. Yeah. And Jim Carrey pretty much copied Gorshin. Yeah. And, um, but, you know, every episode, Joe Riddler had him, was putting Batman and Robin in death traps. You know what I mean? So the and the Jigsaw Killer takes inspiration from the Riddler. Is that true? I mean, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> that's a that's a fact for gravely amusing right there. <laughs> um I mean I don't know what else to say. We all know Riddler. Riddler's freaking badass, dude. Uh Riddler has in the new fifty two in the story zero year, which was interpreted a little bit into the Batman movie. Uh Riddler defeated Batman twice in that story, uh outsmarting him at every turn. He flooded Gotham, and he created like a police state, if you will, with drones and cameras watching everything around Gotham. Um, best of Batman in, in, in every intelligent way. Um, also, Riddler does not discriminate on who he kills. If he feels that they are not smart enough, uh, or if he feels they're not smarter than him, he doesn't care if they're women, children, whatever. Um, he actually is also responsible for the origin of Kite Man. Um, Kite Man's dad, or Kite Man himself, I'm sorry, was actually working for the Joker uh, in a story called The War of Jokes and Riddles, and Riddler poisoned Kite Man's son, thus creating this Kite Man persona because Kite Man uh, loved his son very much, and his son loved kites. So in memory of his son, he became... He became Kite Man in a war against the Riddler, and why he shouts he shouts he shouts hell yeah is because <laughs> uh, when his son first saw a kite, his son yelled hell yeah. So Riddler is responsible for killing that child by poisoning him. Um, Riddler does not care. Riddler is a narcissist. Uh, he does not have a split personality, even though Gotham did that way, but it was it worked. Um, Riddler is an extreme narcissist. He must have his way. It must be the way he wants. And it, it, God it's help funny you say that because honestly, that's really hell yeah. <laughs> I, I was gonna say <laughs> honestly, the tendencies. I mean, like you guys are you know <laughs> informing us that you know Riddler is a type of character to not care, uh, discriminate like that. But I mean, Craven has those tendencies a little bit too. I mean, the man murdered his own family for crying out loud, just just to do whatever he wanted. I mean. I don't remember specifically why he did it. I don't know if like they were plotting against him or they were advising him not to do something, but the man murdered his own family. Um, that's, that's what I'm saying. I mean, th- these two characters, honestly, yeah, so, so it's really. hard to come up with a victor. I think it's a little bit of a draw here. I think we're at a draw again. Vote, I mean, the listeners got to got to take a vote on this. Has Riddler, like, ever killed, uh, has Riddler ever killed Batman? Like almost killed him? Oh, yeah, many times. Many, many, many. I know you said defeat, but you didn't say death. He's put him in death traps. I said at the he's mm-hmm. he's been in many death traps. Uh, I say mm-hmm. that this battle right here, 
it's kind of you know brains versus bronze i mean i know craven is intelligent if but you know craven is like the physical if if craven was to get caught human he's not i don't think he'd survive a trap but it's so hard to you know trap a master hunter um now quick i mean there's been a lot i I was gonna say i can only think of one villain i mean i'm not saying that there's many villains that made spider-man do this almost but um i will say that you know Craven was this close to making Spider-Man sur- succumb to evil and bad doings of like, you know, Craven just saying, go ahead end my life. Um, it was in the great hunts storyline. Um, I mean, he just this close to getting Peter to convince him, just end it, you know, just do it. But yeah, I, I'm with Dre on this one. I think it's a draw. This is, it's a tough matchup. Here you go. Ready? You ready for this? Things that Riddler has done that are horrible. Um, he tortured people on a bus by asking them riddles. When they couldn't answer, he just tortured them. The Riddler forced celebrities to kill themselves by manipulating with them, by manipulating mm-hmm. them uh, through revealing blackmailed things about them. They end up killing, they end up killing themselves. He put an atomic bomb in the stadium once he flooded Gotham, like in zero year. He drugged Barbara Gordon and manipulated her actions. <laughs> uh, yeah, Barbara be getting the shit into the stick all the time, man. Yeah. Um, in Gotham, in Gotham, he choked his girlfriend to death. And he trapped Jim Gordon and Batman in a virtual reality maze, an animated series. Um, he turned a former victim of his into all right. a you serial think- killer. Oh, uh, he, he, used, he, used, he used Clayface. In the Hush storyline, he uses Clayface to pose as Jason Todd to torment, bat, torment Batman. And Jason Todd actually shows him one part, the real Jason Todd. But Riddler manipulates events in Hush and makes hmm. Batman think that it was Clayface all along. So he does that. Uh, he mm-hmm. gravely injured Arrow and Arsenal or you know Green Arrow. He staged crimes. So when the Riddler reformed, he staged crimes and murders Mm -hmm. to make himself look good and solve them. So he killed people. It's pedestrian number one. I know who the killer is. And framed people, put them to jail. (laughs) Yep. Super Uh, petty. He stuck Batman in a well. He forced Batman to electrocute himself. But the worst thing he ever did is he killed wanna, his own daughter because she could have. I was going to say, you want to know the worst thing Craven the well, Hunter's Craven ever done? His son, so. You want to know the worst thing he's ever done? Well, other than that. No, no, no. Other than that, this one tops Killed that. Himself. Craven frames Spider Man for harassing J. Jonah Jameson. That's terrible. <laughs> oh. Craven, Craven. Wow. There's a villain. There's a villain. I'm out of draw. So, I really am. Or, or, am we not going to persuade you that Riddler's better? All right, I, draw, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't. I, I like Craven too. Yep. So I, like I said, it's brains versus bronze this round right here, man. Like we had, to, when we, we had, talked about uh, Riddler killing people. Craven hunted animal themed villains in Central Park. I mean, <laughs> he hunted dinosaur people in the sewers. Uh, what else? Good thing, good thing hunting dinosaurs. He brutally in the sewers. tortured big. Yeah, we don't want we don't want dinosaur people in the sewers. Let him hunt them. That's I really that's he, he, he brutally tortured Bigfoot. Don't you guys? That don't you guys come to the place in your heart for Bigfoot? <laughs> that list I made of grading things was just right. out the window for who's cooler. But whatever. <laughs> 
I mean, I, okay, I, like I, I mean, said, I know, I, I this know is Brains were. versus Brawns, just like we had Kingpin versus Bane. That's Brawn versus Brawn. Um, no, no, Bane, Bane's intelligent level is. Yeah, I know he's got an IQ of 187, but uh, still, he's. I love that you yeah, know he's that. He's all muscle. That's my boy. That's, that's my boy. That's my boy. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right, Bane yep. should have won that. Bane, all right. Your... Uh, yep, yep. So we're we tied to... again. Yeah, we have to throw ours out first, right? I believe it is. Uh, All right. Uh, 10. 10? Hold on. Go ahead, buddy. Go ahead. 10? Yeah, yeah. It has to be 10. All right. Number 10. Um, This is the oh. villain that Batman is most afraid of. This villain oh. is based on Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. This villain once put <gasps> Jim Gordon on trial in the story of No Man's Land. Uh, Gordon made a deal with him for protection and territory. <laughs> uh, he is the number one villain that is able on, to man. manipulate just about everyone on Batman's side, including Batman himself. Uh, he ru- he ruined Renee Montoya's life, thus making her no longer a valuable ally to Batman. He is absolutely iconic, one of the coolest looking villains ever. He has disassociative identity disorder. In some, in, some instances, he makes his choices only by a flip of a coin. He is Harvey Dent Two-Face. Um, Guilty. The, the existence of Two-Face torments Batman every single day of his life because Harvey was his friend. And Harvey got scarred and the evil side came out of Harvey. Batman considers Harvey Dent his his greatest failure. It used to be Jason Todd, but hard because Jason Todd came back and kind of, you know, whatever. It's still Harvey. Batman even trusts Harvey so much to put Gotham in Harvey's hands, only for Harvey to slip back, even though he was cured at the time, to slip back into um, what he was. Uh, no other villain has been able to manipulate Gordon, uh, Nightwing, Batman, to be able to think that everything is okay, only to slip back into chaos. Um, Renee Montoya, during the No Man's Land storyline, she was kind to Two-Face um, as he was in prison, and <laughs> Two-Face fell in love with her. Two-Face found out that Renee Montoya was a lesbian, and because he couldn't have her, he outed her as a lesbian, and he he framed her for murder. Typical uh, male pattern. Typical male. <laughs> uh, in the Long Halloween story, one of the greatest Batman stories of all time, uh, it is implied that Harvey Dent is actually the um, uh, the holiday killer, and he is killing members of the mob to that you know against. Uh, that fought against them. Um, he is one of the coolest damn villains there is. It's a, Mr. It's a solid Harvey answer. Um, Two face. Glad to hear he's on this list. This is true and ugly. Yeah, because he's awesome. So our rebuttal would be Venom. Really? So I I, I believe Venom. I believe Venom is a good uh, a good match for Two Face. Okay. So Venom was deemed insane by his own race. Um, other other symbiotes believe that they are to use their host to the very end, but Venom 
decided that he wants to work with his host. So he, he was deemed insane by his own race. Venom hates Peter because he abandoned him. Uh, bonds with Brock over their hatred for Spider-Man. Brock loses the symbiote for a short time, but later regains the symbiote and becomes anti-Venom. But and that was that was partly due to Mr. Negative. So Brock loses Brock loses Venom for a short time. And uh he, he gets like um gets like this new kind of symbiote. It's not the same as Venom, and it like merges with his white blood cells because I, I believe Brock has cancer. And without without the um, without the symbiote constantly healing him, he's dying. Well, Venom makes his way back to him. And he fuses with the with the white with the white anti uh, symbiote that's already with his blood cells, and they become anti venom for a short time. Uh, venom venom is a very scary villain. Uh, venom is responsible for creating carnage. We already talked about how insane carnage was. Um, <sighs> And he's one of Spider-Man's most deadliest villains. Uh, let's see. Some of his most crazy feats. And I'm just going to specify here for Brandon, because I think we're both in agreement on this. We're solely talking about Venom the symbiote, not like, you know, a specific... We're just... Because... Yeah, we're not talking about Brock. I mean, yeah, Eddie Brock huh? is like his most yeah. popular one. So you're only and talking the reason- about the symbiote, eh? Pretty much. Well, okay. so Venom. We're pretty much the only time yeah, aren't they? Aren't they both Venom? We they are Venom. Venom versus who? So, and here, but they said, and here's Venom and here's why because because Venom he latches on to different people throughout his throughout his life. But yeah, like he latches on to Scorpion at one point. Yep. And the the most crazy. significant one Matt though, Garden Brandon, would be actual planetary um, genocide. Um. You know, there was a uh, story uh, in it's in Venom Space Night number eight. Uh, the symbiote revealed to its then host Flash Thompson that it's that its past went a lot darker than Matt Gargan's dietary excesses. After being wounded and losing the memory of its true first host, a warrior from the star spanning Kree Empire, the symbiote bonded with another alien. This time, though, there was a difference, a bottomless rage that led the unnamed alien to use the symbiote's considerable power to murder every single person on his home world. Mm, I don't Didn't know Venom about that. Brian, did he? Thanos? Help my team out. He did. Oh, Brandon, you said yeah? He did. I, I do not know. I do believe But so, I do yeah. know, I do he, know he has all of his with, main he has hosts. He has with multiple, uh, with multiple heroes and villains. But yeah, okay, yeah, you can make the point that Venom was at one point. Yeah, I knew you guys were gonna do when he. I He's an anti-hero, right? One point. One point. One point. He was a hero. One point. Several points. It it, it all depends yep. who's wearing them. So Agent yeah, Venom is. Yeah, he, he he was a good guy with Flash uh, um, because Flash Flash used Agent Venom. And that's how, but, yeah. Like when when he takes over any Avenger hero, or right, you you can argue he, that if you if you would have stuck with Eddie Brock Venom, then you yeah. could say he is the antihero villain. 
But if you're going with the symbiote himself, uh, really? Oh, really yeah, right. that's right. Because the wearer. Nope. I well, see what you're saying. Let me tell you why. Let me break it down. Let me let me break it down for you. Eddie Brock, though, because nope, you chose a symbiote. Let me break it down for you. Let me let me break it down for you. When Eddie Brock. When a certain villain, who's the king of the symbiotes... Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, okay. The king of the symbiotes, the original king of the uh comes about Mr. Null, um, is revealed that Venom the yep, symbiote yep. left his planet because he was a reject. He was a loser. He wasn't a villain. He was a loser. When he came to Earth, he met Peter Parker. Peter Parker rejected him. He met Eddie Brock. What happened to Eddie Brock? Eddie Brock's been rejected. His life was his life was in shambles. So he becomes a villain. But then a certain son comes about named Carnage. And since that day, the Venom symbiote has been a good guy. Pretty well, much. Well, I would like to point out that there's been some. I'm not done. I'm not done. Phase. I'm not done. 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 Not as a hero, more as like for his own whatever. I'm not I'm not done. I don't know. So he worked with Batman Carnage, and Mr. Carnage, Gordon to Carn- stop Cobra. I'm not done. Carnage Carnage is created. Okay, yeah. Ultimate Venom stops Carnage. Venom leaves Eddie Brock and goes to good old Flash Thompson. Becomes the hero, Agent Venom, hero, on a hero, hero symbiote on a hero dude. Then, then that symbiote leaves Flash mm-hmm. and goes to Mac Gargan, does become a villain again. But because the host is evil, the symbiote becomes evil. <laughs> they leave evil! Mac Gargan. They leave Mac Gargan. Becomes anti-Venom and then bonds with Eddie again because he knows he's a, he's his best self with Eddie and Eddie's a hero. And now the Venom symbiote is on Eddie's son, who who's a hero still. Hero, 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 hero. Two-Face or villain. has never made these decisions to be a hero because he wanted to. He never wanted to be a hero. Once, once that happened in Two Face, does out, he really want to be a villain never though, to be either? A hero. It's always what's in the best interest of the. I, I, that's what I'm saying, though. But a Two Face, yeah, he, decision always comes down Harvey to the flip of a coin, right? Unfair. No. That's that's what I'm saying. So I mean, like, there's some times, there's some aspects where he does, you know, not okay. I don't want to say. He does good deeds, but not in the necessary to help others, but to help himself. And it can eventually lead to good deeds to other people. I'm talking about Two-Face. There has been instances where he's done good, quote-unquote good, that benefits... Isn't he currently currently one of uh, Damien Wayne's rogues? What's that? Isn't he currently one of Damien's Wayne's rogues? Two Face? Yeah. Two Face has has been a thorn in Robin's some Robin's sides to attack Batman. Yeah. So he's still good. He's trying to use your argument about, you know, 
Kingpin being Daredevil. I just again. Oh no, Two Face is a Batman villain. So in terms of villainy, I mean, in terms. Oh no. He's not. He's not against Batman right now. Let's look at how how we agreed that these would be graded. Yeah. Yes, we have strayed off the course a little bit on that. Uh, a little bit, a little bit, time. not as much that as Two Face, no. but a little Our bit. So don't just say no, okay? Calm down. Huh? Who's core right. looking? Venom, Venom or Two Venom. Face? Venom for sure. Who's yeah, he's, he's like, he's like, oh Venom, dude. Uh, on that one, on that one is Venom. Two Face. Two Face is one of the ugliest villains ever, dude. An alien attaching himself to a dude, or a dude getting Two Face. A dude with a scarred up face. Who's easy to defeat? Two face, two face. Yeah, you can shoot him and kill him. Yeah, venom, I mean, it, it, it's fire, kind of tr- and sound. Yeah. Two face, fire, who? <laughs> fire and gunshots and poison. Who has made a bigger impact? I'm. I don't want to say a tie, but slightly two face over the edge. Venom. Well, I mean, if you okay, I'll be. I mean, venom. I'll venom be screwed up Peter's life. He made him. He made him act crazy when he was tied to his uh, suit. He, uh, I was gonna, I was gonna go with that and say a big impact on Spider-Man's life was when he, because they picked the symbiote, not Eddie Brock Venom. So when the symbiote yeah. took over Spider-Man, black suit Spider-Man, that Those was very crazy. impactful for him. Absolutely so, crazy. I, I will and, play devil's and, advocate on yep. that. And Peter still has. You know what, Brian? I, I think suit. I think we're on agreement here. It's a tie. Yep. It's a tie. It's a, this it's is tie. hard. It's we're we're it's, at two 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 bill. Listeners, decide. Tying like this. Listeners, honestly, this is why I suggested this because I was, I thought the ideas of some of these characters, they're just so similar. I'm not gonna lie, you guys, you so guys almost had me convinced so. this much with Two Face. Yeah. I was like, I, think, I, I was like, okay, tie. There we go. You guys, you gotta stop. You gotta stop leaning off mm. our side, Trey. I think I think we're gonna win the rest of it though. Like I have no I have no doubt. We're up next. You don't know who else is on our list. All right. Uh do the yeah, th- we, do the throwaway, man. Yeah, do the, the throwaway. Right, number Jerry, ten. What do you do? 12? 12? Do is, number ten. Do the throwaway. You wanna do number ten? You wanna do twelve? You wanna do twelve to get him out of the way? Even we don't even know what you're, Yeah. Finch, you wanna throw twelve at them to yep. get it out of the way? Yeah, sure. Why not? All right. Start number ten was the hobgoblin. We okay. picked Kingsley. Kingsley's hobgoblin. So okay, he's most popular. Of the hobgoblins. Kingsley was able to recreate Osborne's goblin serum. Um, he basically he basically used guinea pigs to to make sure the serum worked properly. He's killed several people. Um. He did. He did lose. He did lose the uh, hobgoblin name for a bit. It was uh, taken by Jason, who was the original uh, Jack Lantern. But he did. He did get that back. He had him killed. <laughs> King, Kingsley is. Uh, he, he's. He's pretty cool. Uh, you wanna you wanna put some? Yeah, yeah. Honestly, some, in my uh, opinion, I really hope we get. A little bit something on hobgoblin you know um 
whether it be a film, you know, something newer in comics. I don't know if there's been anything newer of the Hobgoblin. But like Brian, uh, not Brian, I'm sorry, I get that confused all the time. Like Brandon said, I mean, he perfected the Goblin formula. Um, you know, he basically, he had all its strengths, none of its weaknesses. So no psychotic rage episodes, nothing like that. And that actually benefited him because he could plan more strategically, you know, uh, have, you know, schemes set up and stuff like that. Um, but I believe Hobgoblin is one of those underrated villains. Um, he proved he was physically stronger in a battle against the green goblin. Um, and again, this might be a little bit more of a thing to where, you know, Hey, you know, how often do we see Hobgoblin fight Spider-Man? Again, not too often, but, you know, he's a villain that, you know, eventually Spider-Man has to deal with. Um, but Hobgoblin has been superiorly strong, superiorly stronger than Grebe Goblin, not only in physicality and wits, but by tech enhancements as well. Um, I know a big difference between those two is that um, Hobgoblin used a uh, cybernetics to enhance his suit and stuff like that. Um, to whereas Green Goblin used nanotech um, that actually depowered him. Um, um, Hobgoblin has bonded with the symbiote. He is bonded with um, I, either Carnage or Venom, I believe. I think it was Carnage, right, Brandon? He is bonded with Carnage. Um, yes, sir. Oh, yeah, that's right, because he became Demo Goblin. Um, how could I forget that? That's pretty sweet name. Um, but, I mean, there's really not a whole lot for us to go in terms of, you know, how significant is the character to Spider-Man. So, I'll be honest with you. I think we're going to take the L on this one. But I think Hobgoblin is a character that is very underrated because he's been proven comic wise time and time again that he is a far superior villain uh to Green Goblin. So he was he was definitely our throwaway. Um we we couldn't really find much on him. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a good one. Um we're gonna go with our semi throwaway, but also probably the most impactful uh I think you know Batman I mean, mythos. I- I really wish that we would have saved this. <laughs> like, I wish they didn't give us a throwaway because I mean, this is they, like, like, cause this, this answer you're about to say is an iMac win. Yes. But, but in all of the categories, he will fall short. True. True. On some of them. True. But, so yeah. Okay. We're okay then. Go ahead. Yeah. So our number, what number are we at? Number. I don't know. 10. Uh, no, uh, Oh, I don't know. We got, we got, hold on. After this, we got, this is, this is nine. One, two, three, four, three. We got three after this one. All right. So, this number nine, my number nine pick to go against Ooh. the Hobgoblin is going to be Joe Chill, aka Thomas and Martha Wayne's murderer. Uh, we picked him because his impact to Batman, Bruce Wayne, basically Never the last. leader of Batman. Forever haunting him. Uh, always, you know, it always comes back to Joe Chill. Um, if you want to get really into it, you know, the Court of Owls, maybe who made him kill the Waynes. Uh, but it, I mean, this is why he's kind of our throwaway, though, is because in some of the categories, does he look cool? He's an old dude. 
Hobgoblin's you know got beat I mean? on that. Like, he got no, right. he got no powers. He got no skills. He came up. With, yeah, exactly. He came up with a gun and and killed uh, some rich people. So, um, uh, well, we'll give you this one. I mean, <laughs> Hobgoblin Hob- Hob- no. wasn't wasn't a great villain. He he didn't really do shit, Spider Man. I mean, especially not the Kingsley version. I mean, when when Harry took over, yeah, he he did some stuff. No, 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 no. Harry was never Hobgoblin. Ne- so these are these who have been was the Hobgoblins. Uh, Hobgoblin? Let me get it pulled back up here. Um, I think he what? was the Gray Goblin at one point. Hobgoblin. I could be wrong about that too. You Hob- sure about that? Yeah. Okay, so you let's see. Alter Ego, <laughs> Ned Leeds, Roderick Kingsley, Lefty Donovan, yeah. Jason Ma- Massendale, Robin Bourne, Harry Osborne, uh, Daniel Kingsley, Phil Ulrich, and Cloud. Or Cl- let me see. Let's see here. That, that's what. That's Harry what it says. Harry Hobgoblin for a little Hobgoblin. Uh, Harry was Green Goblin. Harry changed into the Hobgoblin to protect himself and the Shield operatives. He viciously fought his father, but was cruelly beaten, reverting him to human form. Norman did not. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know because beat him to death. I think it, I think the information we have is just tying in on the goblin part, and it's he's the green goblin. But um, so I'm not seeing anything connected to hobgoblin. So I swear, in the in the '90s animated, Harry well, that's the hobgoblin. Yep, became the the yellow looking goblin. No. That's nope. the Hobgoblin. I swear, in the in the yep. in the nineties cartoon, because he had that the waves. Harry Osborn had the waves, and I swear he was the yellow goblin for a short period of time. No, he uh I'm sure. I yeah, now that I read it, it's uh No, here here's what it is. Norman impersonated the Hobgoblin. So Norman Osborne has impersonated the Hobgoblin, but there's no records of Harry ever being the Hobgoblin. You're welcome. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. I guess so. Joe Chill wins this round, right? You da- so you in Earth sixteen ten, he became hobgoblin. He became like this weird, like, like uh, transformation. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, what, happened? what happened to my end? Yeah, oh, that's from from Earth Hold on. We have to. Well, we have to. We have to. We have to think strategy for a second. So, if the next round. Next round, we say what we have, right? Yes, you do. We're down to the final three. Yeah. So this round, we have to reveal first. But I think our final three are so freaking strong, we might be okay. But, well, it looks like we might have lost Trey, <laughs> but the show might go on. Uh, so we got Brandon defending Spider-Man here. We're on our final three, and we got Dre and I defending Batman. And two heads are better than one, so we'll probably win this. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Right. Sorry, Sorry remember they're they're still voting. I, I I know the listeners are going to vote. I know, but I but but we don't. I don't know what you're going to pull. You don't know what I'm going to pull. You know, so I I think we got something good. Um. All right, Finch. I think I'm going to go for. I think I'm going to go for a real heavy hitter here. Um, Lay it on him, bro. Lay it on. I don't think that Brandon will be able to beat this one. I I mean, I really don't. All right, Brandon. So, as you know, you know, I have Scott Snyder as my teacher and, you know, teach me writing. Yep. Um, 
So I pull a lot of stuff from Scott Snyder because I like his style. Uh, I I think we're going to drop Barbatos. Oh, Barbatos, yeah. who that is. Okay, okay. Is basically the bat god. So Barbatos is essentially this the this bat god that another villain works for or another villain works for him but essentially he created the court of owls as like a, a cult in gotham uh barbatos was trying to get through what is the do- the dark multiverse and he was the bat that bruce saw on the night that he had doubt about fighting crime so he was the bat that bruce first saw where he decided to become batman and Barbatos, in an effort to escape the dark multiverse and take over our universe, he has manipulated things from the shadows in Bruce's life. So being that bat and being that bat and actually manipulating things in Bruce's life so that Batman survives and Batman makes it so that he could use Bruce as a doorway to come and take over. Um, he, uh, what else more is there to say? Uh, basically, Barbatos has manipulated Bruce from the very get-go to becoming Batman and being who he is. So it's almost kind of makes Batman, his whole mission, like null and void because Barbatos made it so. So is it personal? Freaking A, like Barbatos used Bruce as a freaking tool. Uh, does Barbados look cool? Well, he's a freaking bat god, and he like kind of has like a little bit of a like hood, and like he can manipulate things. Um, he changes reality. Um, I mean, I don't know how you can beat that man. Like freaking villain for Batman. I mean, this dude created Batman. Everything we know about Batman, all Bruce's worst fears were manipulated by this mofo. Dark Knight's metal, bitch. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Okay. I'll take your Barbados and I'll raise you a Morlin. I give you Morlin from Spider Man. Come on. Who? Morlin is a Morlin is a big bad villain from the Spider Verse. That nobody's heard of? Uh he's he's a newer villain. I never he, I uh, never heard of him. He was he was unleashed in two he was released in two thousand one in a in a Spider Man story. So Morlin is dangerous to all Twenty forms years and no one 20 years he's been out and no one knows who the hell he is. Hey, that's pretty bad. That, uh, I, I can't help the people that they haven't given more stories about Moreland. Moreland's a pretty badass. Let, let me, uh, all right. Let me, hey, let, let, let me, 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 he can he hunts he hunts down all the spider people to absorb their essence and their spider powers. This guy's a freaking vampire god. You know, there you go. God for God. God versus God. You do you did pull a very good choice against Barbatos. Bat versus vampire or spider so, vampire. Yeah, he's he's okay. basically a vampire god who hunts down the the uh Spider-Man and tries to take their essence because Every every Spider Man basically gets their power from like this uh, spider totem. 
Uh, so basically, he's able to use the, the webs of destiny to find the totems across the Spider Verse. He's super powerful. Uh, when How he powerful is he? Is he a freaking bat god? He, pretty much. I know he's it, not. It's near. It's almost impossible to kill Morlin. It's almost impossible to kill this guy. So he he fight he fights Peter. Peter says, "Let me see. I got it in my notes." Well, Peter Batman's thinks, never. Batman's really not defeated Barbathos. I mean, he's like sent hey, away. Peter Parker hasn't either. Let let me get there though. <laughs> Okay. Of course, Peter right. Parker All hasn't right. defeated Barbados. He might defeat Barbados. Yeah, he might not defeat Barbados. <laughs> he hasn't beat Moreland either. <laughs> so Peter Peter claims a single punch was stronger than a punch that he received from the Hulk. So how, Moreland, how angry was Hulk? Very you know, we angry. We're we talking angry. like someone gave him decaf instead of regular? Are we talking like... Professor you know, Hulk killed his killed his his wife. Hey, you give me decaf, I'd be pissed off too. Why wow, you? You ever see that classic Chris Farley <laughs> skit? Have you no, ever seen I'm, that, Brandon? You're well. young, but like I, I am Chris, pretty young. Chris Farley did a skit. It was like it was like uh, Columbia Coffee was giving people decaffeinated crystals, and like and they had uh, Chris Farley in the skit. They're like, sir, did you know that you're not drink that you are drinking Columbia decaffeinated crystals? And like, I, he like totally ad libbed it. And he's like, his whole face is like this. <laughs> Why you no good son of a bitch? I'll freaking kill you! I'll kill you! <laughs> yeah, that's how Bruce Banner felt towards Peter Parker. <laughs> so well, let's continue. So, like I was saying, Morland's basically invincible. I mean, he's basically immortal. Um, once once him and Peter fought for the very first time. Where he punched Peter in the face, he basically was able to lock onto Peter. Like at this point, he can track Peter no matter where he goes. Peter can't hide anywhere because Moreland is like on him. He 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 can track him nowhere. So no matter where Peter goes, Moreland can find him. Um, eventually, he gets a drop of Moreland's blood because Moreland kicks the shit out of Peter Parker. I Ugh. mean, he, he beats the living hell out of him to so the point where. Peter's a battered up, bloody mess laying on the ground. And he's like, I'll let you live. But next time, next time it's going to be bad. But what's, well, but what's his motives? Like, what does he want? Barbatos so wants Mormon, to freaking take over the whole entire multiverse so to come over to the light. So basically the whole story with Moreland, Moreland was a part of a part of a family. A fam- his family was basically killed by the spider people in the Spider-Verse. Oh, okay. He, his whole thing is he wants to bring back his family, and the only way he can do that is by absorbing the energy from the spider totems. Um, hmm. Was it a canon event? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Marlins can, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Yes. You saw the movie, you know. <laughs> this is a canon event, exactly. I love how Finch just comes back with that. I love it. There you go. It's a canon event. So yeah, basically, he's trying to. He's trying to revive this family by by collecting the the energy from the spider totems. Okay. Um, but like I was saying, he, he kicks the shit out of Peter. Um, during during that fight, Peter was able to get a sample of his blood. Um, so he, he he develops this plan. He's like, he can track me, but I think I have a way of beating him. So basically, Peter Parker like goes to this like radioactive lab, and he he comes up with this plan, and Moreland follows him. So, 
Late, earlier in that story, before the whole fight between him and Moreland, he meets this guy named Ezekiel. And Ezekiel tells him, he's like, he's like, I can't tell if... Okay, Ezekiel, that's what his name. I kept forgetting his name. So Ezekiel tells him, he's like, you know, Moreland's tracking us down through our spider totems. He's like, I can, I can sense your energy, but I can't really tell if you're getting your power from a spider totem or if you got your power from a radioactive spider bite. He's like, I can't, I can't really tell the difference. Okay. So, well, that that's where Peter gets his plan. So he's like, okay, well, um, I'll, I'll, I know I got my powers from the radioactive spider bite. You know, I, I didn't originally have spider powers. So he 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 tracks him. He uh he sets it up to where he tracks him down at this uh, radioactive this radioactive lab, and Peter Peter injects himself with more radioactivity. And uh, basically, like he's got so much radioactive stuff inside him that when Moreland tries to absorb his energy, mm-hmm. he absorbs all the radiation instead of the spider totem, and it basically makes Moreland really sick to the point where he has to retreat. He's he's gone. You know, Sp- Spider Man thinks he's dead. He's like, okay, you, you absorb that much radiation. There's no way you're you're coming back. Well, it's a comic book. You know, you know how comic book stories go. <laughs> You're not really dead. You're never yeah, exactly dead. how they go. Yes. So, it, it's 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 a little while later. You know, it's in the fe- later in the future. You know, Spider Man's doing his thing. Well, Moreland comes back. Moreland, Moreland's he's revived himself. He's 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 fit out that radiation. He got all that radiation out of him. He came back, and he wants revenge. And he he literally fights Peter Parker to the point where. There's no stopping him. And Ezekiel kind of intervenes and like stops the fight. So Peter gets away and they, he was like beat to shit. So they take him to a hospital. Well, he kills Ezekiel and he, he, he followed, he goes and chases down Peter and literally P- him and Peter die together. Like Peter, Peter sacrifices him like his life to kill. Huh. So basically when he tries to absorb Peter's last of Peter's uh, spider essence, Spider-Man's so pissed off because he, he he almost killed Mary Jane in the process of trying to get to Spider-Man. Like he, he breaks her arm and flings her across the hospital room. And Spider-Man gets so pissed off that he jumps out of the bed and like these these stingers come out of his his wrist. Like he, he gets so pissed off he he develops a new power. Like Spider-Man grows these these like stingers out of his wrist and he jams them inside Moreland his body and he starts absorbing Moreland's energy to the point. Sounds like he, foreplay to me. Pretty much, man. <laughs> <laughs> he, absor- he absorbs all of Moreland's um, essence and he turns to dust, but the power was so powerful that Spider-Man couldn't control it. And in the process, he kills himself. So then huh. it's, it's pretty much. I'm not going to lie. That's, that sounds pretty pretty savage i i don't know it's pretty badass but keep in mind morland's still not dead morland comes back this motherfucker comes back okay all right let's let's think here okay first of all i sent pictures of what they look like in 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 chat there so on on the on the facebook messenger you can take a look at what they look like because you know we made that a factor like do they look cool okay so let's think here so I think is Moreland it looks pretty cool? I mean, in my opinion, I I, I do I do like his drip. He kind of has like that classic vampire look. Yes, I like it. I, I mean, 
Moreland, yeah, yeah, yeah Barbados he, looks cool as hell. I'm not even gonna sit here and say, yeah, Moreland looks, looks cooler than Barbados. I think Mor- Barbados looks cooler. Yeah, in these pictures, but you know, but mm. but in the in the and most of the drawing that uh, that Greg Capullo does of Barbados, he has more of a hood. Um, your Moreland guy, he looks like freaking Morbius. He's a Morbius ripoff. I was gonna say the same thing. I was gonna say he kind of looks like Morbius. I mean, our dude, bat like he looks. I mean, look at he's got chains hanging from his things. He got the hood. He's got like the bat thing. He's got freaking bat wings with like hands again. He looks freaking dude. Look at his look at his symbol right there. His uh, it looks like a bat skeleton demon thing. Freaking awesome. Yeah. Moreland has good motives, though. It is personal. His powers are dope. He's got decent origin. He's not easy to defeat. Has he made an impact on Spider-Man? I'd say yeah. Absolutely. But who's funner to read? Barbatos or this guy? I'm not going to no, lie. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards Moreland here, though. Like His, his look is, is weak, but... Yeah, yeah. His look is everything, weak. He still has a pretty cool look. I mean, he, he was everything designed Brandon to look just said, kind of, uh, I did read about Barbatos, and it did seem a little, I don't know, it kind of seemed like, it's like I get it, it's a grand scheme, it's, it's all taking place over time, and, you know, everything, but I think uh, it does... Kind so of diminish Batman a little kind bit. Kind of come from a whole vampire thing. Like everything we know about Batman gets diminished by one writer. You know, yeah. Having God this guy Scott. be the. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's a great character, but uh, you know, one one writer decides, oh, all of this was planned for Batman by this guy. I don't know. I'm leaning a little bit. Uh, is it more Lund? Yeah, it's like it's like Moreland. Moreland. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna like I'm gonna give this I'm gonna give this round to Spider Man. And and I'm gonna give it to you because of this. Because Barbatos' existence makes Batman a little irrelevant. And if you make your hero irrelevant, then that kind of sucks. So I'm gonna give it to you. So Bat- Batman, Batman's team, Batman. We we gonna we go, we gonna take the fall on this one. We gonna give it to you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I thought I thought Moreland was a good pick for your guys. What is it? Uh, we surrender. <laughs> we <laughs> surrender. <laughs> We're not worthy. We're not yes. worthy. There you go. We're We're so worthy. Worthy. <laughs> but you know, we'll see what the fans say. Um. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Brandon, who you got next? All right, all right. So my next pick. Is Doctor Octopus? Ooh! So one of he's one of Spider Man's biggest biggest arch nemesis. Um, he is the founder and the leader of the Sinister Six. Uh, basically, he was he was a genius. Uh, he had a he had a troubled life growing up. The reason he's he he goes to the life of crime is because basically he was abused as a kid. I mean his his dad brutally <clears throat> brutally abused him. Um, Dr. Octavius, he gets this like disease in his body to where his arms and legs are going to stop working. So he develops these like mechanical. Remember, 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 there's various different origins for Auk. 
So originally he did not have that disease. That's but fair. I like the idea that he gets the disease <laughs> to make these arms. I mean, what about it, uh, Octavia? Is that a whole different uh, yeah, character? Octavia is a whole different character. I mean, she's still um, Doc, just in like another universe, right? Uh, I yeah, so. I mean, is still she? Doc Ock. She's well, she's still a Doc Ock, but she's so you you need to be uh, a little specific of what Doc Ock version you're throwing at us. I feel like he said Doc Ock. I I'm just yeah yeah. Doc Ock is my friend. Of the, of the multiverse, if you will. Doc Ock in general. There you so, go. So, yeah, there's... there's, there's I'm not going to be petty different... here. I'm not going to be Brandon and be petty here. You know. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, there's there, there's there's many origin stories of Otto Octavius. There is. Um, the, I, I believe the original one, he was a scientist, and he developed an arm so that he could work on radio. That's correct. Radioactivity. And then explosion happened, blah, blah, yeah, blah. They fused his spine. They fused yep. with his body. He can't get him off. Yep, uh, and he uses that to become to create a life of. This is BP and the Finch. You know, this is this is we're on the Batman side. This Our is logo is even Batman else. and Nightwing. You would never. You know what? <laughs> you know what? I asked your permission. It's you okay. can it's you okay. can suck it if you want to go okay. on the Spider-Man side. I'll take I'll take the whole Batman side myself. Hey, uh, if you want to go uh, by, we're about to drop one that Spider-Man. Really we're, we're, you're more than welcome to join that episode. <laughs> Girl Finch. But, uh, no comment. I'm an Xbox and an Android man. Oh my gosh. I'm the worst. He was the reason that um, Gwen's father dies. Commissioner. It, it's a yeah. standard point. Um, later later stories, Dr. Octopus's body's starting to die. And he he tries, he basically swaps bodies with Peter Parker. <sighs> and uh, Why do you have to bring up that story? So he, he, traps, he traps Peter Parker inside of his dying body. And he takes over Spider-Man's body and becomes the superior Spider-Man. Um, it's it's pretty cool, pretty cool story. So Doctor Octopus believes that he can be he can do Spider-Man way better than Peter Parker ever could. Um, I, I will say later at the towards the end of that story, he does kind of feel bad for Peter, and he kind of like relinquishes his body back to Peter. Um, Doctor Octopus does end up dying, but. He is revived by Hydra, and he comes back as the superior octopus. No. Do we mean no? The superior Spider-Man. So yeah, basically he's revived. Well, did I did I get the name wrong? No, Wait, I'm, I'm, he, yeah. So I'm, Hydra. I'm just trying to mess you up so we win. <laughs> Don't mess with me. <laughs> Don't mess with me. So yeah, so later, Cheater. later Zach will create a clone to bring Dr. Octopus back. And so he teams up with Hydra and they create a Frickin clone of Hydra. Dr. Octopus and they become and he becomes the support the superior octopus. <sighs> I mean that that doesn't last too long, so he, he eventually comes back to plain old Otto Octavius. But but yeah, <sighs> I, I I picked Dr. Octopus. Who who do you guys got? Well, uh you got a pretty good one. He is the second in command to Barbatos. Oh. He uh, also created by Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. He's a pretty funny guy. Pretty funny guy, huh? Pretty funny guy. Pretty funny guy, but he never gets a shine box. That's for dang sure. Never gets a shine box. 
Let's Never get to the box. Let's sign any freaking shoes. So uh, we chose a guy that uh, is a Batman from a different universe. Okay. Uh, from Batman from uh, Earth negative 22. Okay. And uh, basically what happens is uh, he's uh, having one final battle with the Joker. And uh, the Joker is kind of killing everybody left and right. Uh, and, uh, you know, everybody in the city is blowing up bombs everywhere. And then he takes a little girl and uh, kills her family in front of Batman and the little girl, thus creating basically Batman's origin again right in front of Bruce. Uh, Bruce goes a little crazy and freaking uh, snaps the Joker's neck. Uh, it was kind of the final straw. And when he does that, Joker, that was part of Joker's plan all along. And a concentrated version of Joker Venom releases into Batman into the air and Batman breathes it in and slowly Batman starts turning. He starts changing. Uh, the bat family picks up on it. Uh, Robin, Nightwing, Batgirl, uh, Damien, you know, everybody, they pick up on it and, uh, Batman notices they pick up on it and he takes them all to the bat cave and he freaking pulls guns out and murders them all. Freaking kills them all. all. Whoa. That's the Batman who laughs. The Batman who laughs. Murdering Batman who laughs. Family kills a whole entire Bat family with guns. Batman hates guns. He loves his family, and freaking Batman killed him. The Batman who laughs. He's a hundred percent Batman. A hundred percent Joker. Looks freaking awesome, and he leads a team called the Dark Knights. That's been a really good joke to make him laugh that hard. Well, he never stopped laughing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Calls me uh, insane. <laughs> uh, the Batman who laughs uh, leads a team of different multiverse dark versions of heroes merged with Batman. Uh, he leads a team with the Drowned, who is Batman meets Aquaman. Uh, the Red Death, who... Um, the, the Red Death, who is basically Batman Flash. Uh, we have, uh, who else is on the team? Like Lightbringer, I think it's called. It's like Batman meets Green Lantern. Um, and um, he leads this whole freaking team. I mean, it's crazy. And uh, I think we lost Finch. I think he had a little bit of technical difficulty, just like Trey did, <laughs> it seems. So I think it's just down to you, me, and, you and me, Brandon. Um, so I present to you the Batman who laughs, who kills the whole entire court of owls, makes him like a little biatch. And um, that's it. I I will definitely say the Batman who laughs is probably a better option. It's not chart plus. Um, they are, they are definitely, they, they are a good match to put against each other. I mean, you got, you got Joker who basically takes over Batman. You got Dr. Octopus who basically takes over Spider-Man. It's definitely a good head to head matchup. Um, I, I will, I will, I will say I'll, I'll have to get, I'll have to give this around to you. Um, that, that, that definitely sounds like a better, better story than anything Dr. Octopus has ever done. Well, thank you. Thank you for remaining defeat there. Um, I mean, Doc Ock's never had him kill his whole 
family. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Dr. Octopus. So the thing with Dr. Octopus, as I've read, um, basically, basically uh, his story, he kind of he kind of changes from a bad guy, does some good things, does kind of help Spider-Man. It, it's kind it's kind of weird, you know. But yeah, I, I I definitely think this brown goes to you. Well, well, we thank you on half of the Batman scene. We thank you. Half of the Batman scene. <laughs> we, so we, miss you, so, we miss you, Finch. Sorry, we miss you, Finch. too, man. I mean, look at you, BB right here. BB. All right. BB and the ducks. No, no greater, <laughs> no greater for friends that argue with each other than you and me. BP and the Ducks. BP and the Ducks right now, unfortunately. All right. Uh, I thought about making my uh, last trump card being Joe Chill, but I've already used them, obviously. Uh, I, I I thought about my last trump card being uh, Barbatos because, you know, he like, ruins everything with, uh, with Batman. But I think that your final... Uh, I think your final guy is probably the worthy opponent for my final guy, because I was saving my final guy oh. because he's the greatest of all time. And your your final guy has to be has to be who I think he is. So I'm gonna show my hand because that's how that's how it goes. And I think you know who I'm gonna say because I haven't said him yet. And I sure hope you're gonna say who I think you're gonna say. Because in because in the nineties there was a comic book, DC versus Marvel, and these two faced each other. Like it was like a it was like a card deck. It was a card deck thing. We never got in the real story, which is total BS. Um, but I think. Oh wait, do, do we? Well, there was a Spider Man crossover, Batman comic, wasn't there? There was. I, I know there was one where they were. Oh, it was like, with Carnage and somebody. It was with Carnage it was Car- and Joker. I, yeah, it was Carnage and my choice, the Joker. Ah, you're going with the Joker. My final, yeah. the best of the best. This well, is yeah, basically it. that story you were talking about. Um, Batman, Spider Man team up, and Joker and Carnage kind of team up. Um, I, I mentioned it, I mentioned it in uh, the last. In our in our debate when when I threw Carnage out, yeah, you did, yeah, you did. Yeah, Carnage, Carnage was like so crazy that even the Joker wouldn't mess with him. Like Joker's like, I don't want nothing to do with you, dude. You're crazy. <laughs> All right, let me state the case for the Joker, if I may. Um, I don't even know if I need to say anything. It's a freaking Joker, but let's let me begin. Um, Joker originated so through the years they've tried to give us an origin for the joker um which i've never been a full fan of but and then recently jeff johns wrote a story called the three jokers which they all have different origins but basically the traditional origin of the joker was written by alan moore in a story called the killing joke right in in that origin the joker was a failed comedian um his wife was pregnant and he wanted to be a comedian. They were really poor and he was manipulated by some gangsters to go back to a chemical company that he worked for and kind of like break into it. And, uh, so that they could steal a whole bunch of money in there. And this gang put a red hood over him to this hide his identity, but also to make that the red hood be the scapegoat. Right. Um, 
in some iterations, the Red Hood is actually a full-on gang, and uh, Joker leads it as and and bat and like zero year that that uh, Scott Snyder did. And uh, there's even some iterations where, um, where Joker was this leader of the gang before the Killing Joke story that he originated as as this uh, Red Hood. <clears throat> so, uh, in the in the fight where Batman shows up. Uh, Batman and uh, Red Hood fight and the Red Hood tumbles into Vat Chemicals, thus becoming the Joker. Um, when he he also realizes that day that his wife uh, died in the fire, so that's why he didn't even want to do the crime. And him falling the Vat Chemicals, his wife an unborn child dying, he goes insane because of one bad day. Uh, the Joker, what's that? It just takes one bad day. It just takes one bad day. That's the whole Joker's thing. Uh, Joker is known to have what is called a super sanity. Uh, if he has any superpower, it is a super sanity. Basically, what that means is that his personality changes daily. So that's why sometimes he's a trickster. Sometimes he's a mass murderer. Sometimes he's a criminal mastermind. Um, that can actually be, uh, was changed a little bit when they did three jokers where one is the trickster, one's the mass murderer, one's the criminal mastermind. Um, but Joker is responsible for killing the second Robin, Jason Todd. He, uh, in the new 52, he actually manipulated events so that Jason Todd would become a Robin from this, from the get go. And then orchestrated way to kill him just so Batman would suffer. Uh, Joker shot Barbara Gordon in the spine, made her paralyzed and turned her into Oracle. Uh, Joker has stripped down Commissioner Gordon and had him be abused. Some believe that he that Commissioner Gordon was actually raped by different people. Um, they're actually is somewhat of a hint that when Joker shot Barbara, that he might've raped her as well. Um, but there are more signs that he didn't rape her. He just shot her. Um, so we're just going to go with that. Um, Joker, when Gordon remarried in no man's land, Joker kidnapped a bunch of babies in an orphanage. And when Gordon's wife, Sarah Essen, uh, another another detective, showed up to stop the Joker, the Joker f- had bombs around these babies to blow up these babies. And he throws a baby at her. She tries to catch this baby and he shoots her in the freaking head. It kills her. Almost driving Commissioner Gordon completely insane so many times. The Joker has stolen Batman's money and stole all his gadgets. The Joker is the only villain to have the first villain ever to have his own comic book. Um, so iconic rules, Oscar winning rules. It's the freaking Joker. How are you going to freaking beat it? Even if you give me who I think you're going to give me go. All right. So my good luck, my, my final, my final villain. I give you, the Green Goblin. <laughs> That's what I was hoping for. <laughs> Green Goblin. All right. All right. So Green Goblin. Good luck. No one, 
It's you still hate the Joker. Him, you, yeah, you know him, you love him, you hate to love him. So, Green Goblin, obviously one of Spider-Man's biggest villains. My second favorite villain of all time. He is he is one of the biggest villains to Spider-Man. He has caused Peter Parker so much turmoil. Um, so let, let, let's just let's just take a look at my notes. So Green Goblin was the first to figure out Peter's secret identity. He was mm-hmm. the first thing to figure it out. Norman is the reason that Gwen Stacy is dead. Yes, yes, Basically, he is. Norman or, is it, or was it Peter's fault the whole time? It, that that that's that's an option. So <laughs> that 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 can that can de- that can definitely be a possibility. So Norman kills Gwen Stacy, the love of Peter's life. He even had the audacity to rape and impregnate Gwen with twins before he finished her off. So eventually, eventually Norman. So recently in the comics, Norman bonds with the Carnage symbiote. And he becomes the Red Goblin, huh. basically being even more sinister. Uh, Green Goblin fakes Aunt May's death to piss Peter off. He kills Mary Jane and Peter's daughter. Uh, let's see. So he, he's the reason for Mary Jane's death and Peter's daughter's death. Uh, Green Goblin hires the chameleon to make fake copies of Peter's parents just to kill them in front of Peter. Uh, he's the mastermind behind the clone saga. He then kills Ben Riley in front of Peter, revealing that Ben was the clone the whole time. Because, I mean, through that story, Peter Peter was having a hard time because he just believed he was a clone. And he thought the whole time Ben was the was the real Spider-Man. And Garnable's like, nope. Kills Ben Riley right in front of Spider-Man. Um, basically, Green Goblin loves... I put it right here. I was like, Green Goblin loves to fuck with Peter. He's undoubtedly one of Peter's evil's villains. I mean, Green Goblin, Green Goblin's caused Peter Parker a lot of turmoil. I mean, we 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 love him, we hate him. There's there's nobody, there's there's no villain in Spider Man's universe that's probably that is better than Green Goblin. <sighs> Anything else? No, I, I want to I hear what you got to say. What, what you think about Green Goblin? Well, I think Green Goblin is probably the greatest Marvel villain. Like tippy top. I mean, if you're if you're looking at a, at a villain that's caused Peter so much turmoil, um, being behind some, the clone saga, the the Gwen Stacy story, one of the greatest stories of all time. Um, you know, the the death of Gwen Stacy is responsible. Some like someone even put that as the start of the Bronze Age of comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where comics started getting more of a realism. You know, Silver Age was all sci-fi and hope and joyous and stuff, which which is really needed. But the death of Gwen Stacy was such an iconic story in all of comics and all of literature in yeah, life, man. They're like, they're like, yo, Marvel's killing bitches? Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yo, Marvel, Marvel just killed Spider-Man's biggest love interest. They're over there killing bitches. Let's let's go. Let's let's up it. Hey, Batman, you got you got parents? Fucking kill them. They're dead. Sorry, Batman, your parents are dead. 
<laughs> but Batman already existed. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, was that his backstory? Like, was that always his backstory? Batman? Yeah, like was the was his parents' death always his backstory? Are you freaking kidding me? I'm almost positive that was like later. Than well, we need to beat that. you just by that. <laughs> Look, I need to come on this podcast claiming to be a big Batman fan. I'm sorry. I don't know who. What are you then? Does Batman have any other origin story than his parents? Mur- what the hell? No. No, I mean, I mean, like, was that unveiled to be his original origin? Like, when did they give us Batman's origin story? Uh, I think in Batman number one. Really? Okay. So in Detective Comics twenty seven, they didn't they didn't give an origin. Not until Batman like number one, I think. Where they that, said they said what happened. When that come out? Uh nineteen uh nineteen forty. Was that was that bronze? Huh? Was that the bronze age? Uh, no, that was still the golden age, buddy. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a proof my point. <laughs> <laughs> You're not like. How could you even say that? Where, where, where have you watched? Because you don't read, obviously. Uh, like, what, what, what have you watched where Batman's origin story has been like? Uh, yeah. So I went to the zoo, and they had like this toxic waste thing there, and like <laughs> this, this, this like toxic waste went into this bat cage, and like I was like. Whoa, hey, baddie, baddie. And like the bat <laughs> hit me. And then, and then I decided to be a Batman. Where have you fucking read that? Like, you have it because it doesn't <laughs> exist. <laughs> that up. You made that up right on the spot, dude. <laughs> I mean, shit, son. Where have you read that Spider Man's origin never, story? I never said that was a different origin story. I was just saying, I was asking, I was, I was asking a genuine, genuine question. When did they give us this origin story? That, that's what I was asking. I never said in like night in like nineteen forty. Okay, because I know I know comic books have this thing where they put characters up, they don't tell you their origin story right away. That's why I was I was I was asking you a genuine right. question. You're right. I was asking you a genuine question. When did they give us this origin story? Uh, they gave it after a few issues of of, of being being Batman. Okay, that that's what I was asking. I wasn't I was like, oh well, you know, I saw this one movie. Where Batman got bit by a radioactive spider, <laughs> and he got spider powers, and he pretends that he's he's really a bat. No, <laughs> I, was, I was genuinely asking you a question. <laughs> Jesus H. <laughs> I love you, buddy. I do. <laughs> I love it too. Uh, what the hell were you even talking about? <laughs> uh, yeah, Green Goblin Joker. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, but. The greatness of that story is that what was it Goblin tossing her off the bridge, hitting the water that killed her, or was it Peter's web hitting her so before she hit the water Peter, and snapping her neck? Peter does believe she was dead before she hit the ground. I mean, Peter Peter does believe that. That's why he goes through the turmoil of thinking that he's the reason for her death. It's it's a it's a bad time for Spider. It was it was revealed that. Peter is the reason she died. Yes. Um, it's a tough time for Peter. And Goblin, I mean, Goblin thus gave Harry Osborne. Uh, Goblin gave us Hobgoblin. Like, every time that Norman Osborne is on the screen, every time he's in a story, he commands your attention. 
and so does Joker. Exactly. And and just the look of Green Goblin, one of my oh my gosh, it's just such a good look. And we have yet to see it done perfectly in live action. We have yet to have that happen. Like we got in No Way Home the rags and the purple and the green and, and the hoodie and stuff, but he didn't wear the goblin mask. Like he yeah, like he didn't wear that. I, I kind of like what they did in No Way Home because they kind of gave like homage to his like old outfit with the whole like with the whole purple hoodie and the green yeah. skin. I, I like that. I mean, I, well, I knew we didn't what get the helmet. I would I would have liked something a little different. Um, uh, I mean, Willem Dafoe. I mean, perfect. That's for Goblin. I mean, he's perfect. he's so good. I nobody nobody else has played him in live action, but Willem oh, Dafoe. Like, but like it. who? Who who could pull it off other than William Defoe? He's just got that face, man. Matthew McConaughey. No, no. <laughs> you need somebody to play Norman. Like, uh, like I, if, eventually they're going to need another live action Norman. Eventually. Yeah, but it's going to be hard to find someone as good as William Defoe. It, yeah, sure as hell will. Um, I you know I, I don't know. I don't know. I I I, I don't want to say it's a tie. It kind of is. Um. Well, I don't really think it's a tie. I think Joker, Joker has just done. Joker has won Academy Awards. Like, like Joker. If anybody knows a villain in comics, it's Joker. Yeah, I mean, Joker is more iconic. I mean, Joker. Joker is the inspiration for a lot of villains. Yeah. Other medias, uh, such as anime and other other forms of media. I mean, Joker is a lot of their inspiration. I mean, come on, it's, they're they're both tippy top. I mean, but great green like you goblins. Got, you, got, you, got, you got Joker up here, and Green Goblin's like really close. I would put it like like not even like a milli, not even a nanometer. If that like it's so neck and neck. Um, like, you talk Spider Man. People are talking Green Goblin also. Yeah, they are. Or Doc Ock. Or Doc Ock. Or Venom. I think, uh, like, we'll put that at a tie. Um, so, I don't know what the score was at the end of what, of you know, how many we got, you know, to the other side. But I have to I go through and put a score on uh, social medias. So, we're going to post this on social media. Um, on BP and the Fish social media, on Instagram, uh, Instagram, Facebook, um, and TikTok at, at BP and the Finch for all of them. Just uh, type in BP, the word and the Finch. Um, check it out there. Brandon, thank you very much for being here with me. Absolutely. Uh, we, lost, we lost our teammates, but we pulled through. Um, <laughs> but what, a, I mean, what a freaking great idea from Finch. For our first episode, I must say, absolutely, I had fun. It was, um, it was it was a good idea. I'm really interested to see what what uh what the listeners will say, what the listeners will think and vote. So make sure you vote. Make sure you follow us on uh on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We'd love to see you. We'd love to have you, and and just chill for a couple hours, and we'll drop. The uh, predictions for Spider-Man 2 for PS5. Me and Brandon are on guys. that as well. It's a good one, guys. We, we had fun it's, making it's, that. It's a good one. It's a good one. And uh, thank you, everybody. And have a good night from BP and the Fitch.